This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Casey, from time to time, will have a piece of music ready to go for me, and I, I normally don't know what it is to uh, to bring on our next guest. Some sort of cryptic yeah. message. It says, it says Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, so I don't know what I'm going to play here. Hold brothers. on. Brothers! Right, there you go. Uh, we do have a pair of brothers here this morning. They're the Sklar Brothers. Yeah. Welcome, Randy and Jason. Thank you. To Thank the you show very much. I, lo- I love when you said that there were two hairy things, like furry things, <laughs> hanging onto our legs. I thought you were talking about us. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I, the brothers. I lo- her, Each her, clinging to a skate. Her furry roller skating things are, are in honor of Gay Pride Parade. Oh, Congratulations. That's yeah, it's gay. It is. We're making a statement, too. Guys, we're making a statement here. We're changing lives. And I really wish there was some traffic to report. That, that thing was so Sorry. long. That was ridiculous. Jesus. How yeah. long did it take you guys to get here? Uh, not so bad. Not no. as long as the report you just read. Right? I know. Actually, like an hour. We flew here on a red eye, and that was shorter than the report you just read. Do you like rocking the uh, the red eye thing? Some people are massive proponents of it. I find I it debilitating it's and crippling. Difficult. Oh yeah. my god, crippling! It was terrible. Like we I, and we actually had decent seats. We were in the exit row, but they wouldn't go back. Oh. So literally, you're like sitting up sitting in an acute like, angle. You're like, okay, I'm supposed to sleep like I'm dead. Is that what I'm doing right it, here? It's the worst. Preston and I, we 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 uh, there was a Guinness promotion that uh, we had to fly to Ireland for, and we were the, the our engineer was with us. So we were the three biggest guys in the plane, and we were uh, uh, in that row where mm-hmm. you could not recline at all on an overseas flight. Horrible. And I was, like, looking for the button the whole time. I was like, this is, like, a terrible, like, Stanley Kubrick movie. You know, like, like, I'm just going to just be forced to watch child porn the whole time. By the way, I just love there's a chocolate Stanley Cup in this house. Yeah, yes. you know, the chocolate Stanley Cup is, it reminds us of the fact, you remember when Chris Draper got the Stanley Cup for a day. Because each player, when you win, each yes, player gets the cup for a brief period of time. Right. Chris Draper of the, of the Detroit Red Wings let his two-year-old kid poop in the cup. What? Pooped in the cup. I've heard of pissing in the cup. Pooped in the cup. By the way, people drink out of that. Yeah, I know. That's number one. And number two, we have little kids. And if you are potty training your kid. That's a bad precedent. And the only place they can go is in the Stanley Cup. That's a bad precedent. Now you got to call Venus Williams and go get the Wimbledon plate over here. My kid has to drop a deuce. My kid's like having a hard time here. I've drank out of the Stanley Cup. Or I've drunk out of the Stanley Cup. You drank poop. After Chris Draper's kid, how much fecal (laughs) matter lumen all the thing first? No. No. Just put a beer in and drank it right out. You got to CSI that. I I wonder, I mean, there are horrible, horrible stories attached with something that's so beloved, but, but yeah, that's uh, and it's been pitted and scarred and scratched up. Have you, have you guys, I assume you've been in proximity to the actual Stanley Cup. I have not touched, we not haven't been. touched it, we've seen it, but we okay. haven't liked it. Yeah, we're St. Louis Blues fans, we've never seen the Cup. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> and we never will. And we never will. Dude, and and we, we were just talking, the brothers and I, they're both from St. Louis, I'm from St. Louis. And Apparently I, they, you all shared women. They, yeah. were, <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were my team, we're the not Blues. And I mean, just every year, it was just a letdown. Every, every year. They'd make well, it to the playoffs. Year, every, every year. Back when you were in high school, there was one year when Brett Hall and we actually made the play and played Calgary, I guess, yeah. in the finals. We almost made it, but yep. uh, just not to it, be, man. Alas. Not to be. Not yeah. to be. We are not the Philadelphia Flyers. They have, a great, that. they have a great team this year, though, man. Great team this year. Great totally coach. Surprising. Great coach. Yeah. This might be it. What was the high school? Were you guys at rival high schools? Was that the deal? Yeah, we were in the same district, but rival high schools. We went yeah. Parkway North. You went to oh. Parkway Central.
Central. Oh, yep. the Northers, huh? The Northers. The uh, Northers. The Northerners. The Vikings. It's like uh, Breaking Away. The, the Cutters. The Cutters and the, and the uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, great you guys, movie, right? Yeah. Great. Best, one of the best sports movies ever. Fantastic. If yeah. you had to rate, like, just an incredible, when, when the dad is driving and is like, just, he's at the used car lot and then he just drives yeah. to the thing. My favorite was like, they. I think they actually got the guy who announced it from the actual Little 500. Really? Because he had that great Midwestern accent. He was like, the winner of the Little 500. <laughs> The Cutter. <laughs> You're like, I think 100 is spelled R-E-D. R-E-R-D. The Hunter. Hunter. That's cool. So, so you, was, you you obviously never crossed paths. No, these guys, remember. I, I graduated four years before them, okay. I believe. And, uh, no, but you guys would have been, uh, I think North was a little more what we would have called in the area a Hoosier school. Yeah, a little stoner. Little, our uh, school colors were acid wash. They were. <laughs> <laughs> Our school mascot was the mullet. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we saw a mullet recently. Oh There's, my god! Have really? you seen one recently? A legit like on some, one. Well, but legit. Legit. are you are you are you not ironic in nostalgia or horror? When, when no, you no, see no. It? It's Dude. exciting for us because we live in LA where there are a lot of hipsters and they yeah. try and co-opt everything that used to be cool but now is uncool. Like handlebar mustaches, like Raleigh fingers is right. screwed. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Because right. like hipsters have taken that over. Sure. But the mullet, we saw an actual one, and, and when you see a real one, you're like, oh my god, it's like seeing like a unicorn. You're like, what is that? Did that? Is that yeah. real? You know what? It's actually like watching a horse ride another horse. You're like, anatomically, that's not correct. Yeah, why is Seabiscuit on top of Secretariat right that's now? Strange. That's the best description of a mullet. A it's horse riding, riding another, another horse. horse. But it made us think that there should be a mullet Hall of Fame. Because the, there is not a mullet Hall of Fame. But well, there should be. Here's what our, would you put in? Well, here, I, I feel like the mullet Hall of Fame. First, you've got to decide where you want to put it. I think yeah. we should put it inside of a Supercuts. I stay with me on this. I actually, <laughs> I think it should be right behind a Supercuts. So literally, it's a business in the front and a party in the back. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, but I think Dog the Bounty Hunter, he's like the all-time. Yeah. He should just induct everyone because that's one of the best moments. I think, and does he lose points for the, for the overt nature because there are people who try to, you know, there are the uh, the the um, he's kind of using it, yes. you know. There, there are there are those where you're trying you're trying to play both sides of it. I mean, I think he uh, in his boldness, I think he should. Be the one, oh okay. my God, look! At that. Should, there should be lady women. Katie Lang, give her one. Yeah, the, the lady mullet. The full mullet they call. February that. could be Black Mullet Month. It could. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think the the reigning champion though is Billy Ray Cyrus. Personally. Oh yes, yes. The because Yager, of course. You're rocking because it's also based on percentage. If you're if you're an 80-20 or, you know, you... you that's yeah, how long is it coming down? Right. And how tight is it cropped on top? Did you ever rock anything close to yeah. a mullet? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We, had yeah. I mean, we went yeah. to Parkway North. Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it was a requirement. Yeah, uh, see, exactly. I went to Catholic school, so I wasn't allowed to have my hair below my collar. But one summer, the summer of the mullet. You let it from oh, your man. freak flag I had fly. sun in in my hair. Oh, God. Oh, it was a great sun summer. In. Sun yeah. in was like the lemon, this like nature's uh-huh. lemon juice. It, it is. is. It is. You predated, though, the rat's tail. You remember that was big oh, for a while. The rat tail was there. Yeah. I remember the rat tail was like for, for literally burnouts and lesbians everywhere. That's right. Tail, you yeah. see the rat tail, and you're like, well, if you have a rat tail, you're like, you know what? I'm telling the world that my dad hit me once. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm telling the world right now. That's exactly it. But what, what pop culture icon? Because it usually starts with some sort of pop culture movement. Somebody's got to do it. Who did the who did the who did who the rat did tail first? Vanilla Ice did. He had a really. Did he have a rat, rat tail? Yeah, did I'm pretty he? sure he did. He had nah, the... no, 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 no. Rat tail was way before Vanilla Ice. I think ice, the man. rat tail was like, before Ice. Yeah, I remember like '83, '84. This guy moved from California actually. Oh. And went to my 
high school. So he, he was cool. And he was, it was insanely cool. Yeah. The rat tail. Yeah. Was his name crazy. Laredo? No, it wasn't. <laughs> he just, and he had like a roach clip connected to it. You know, it's like the rat ready tail wasn't enough. It had to go down. I'm ready to rock. Yeah, you guys are right on with that. Remember that time? Yeah. Can I pay you guys a compliment? Because sure, uh, I've absolutely. been I've been fans for a while, and, and uh, I've never seen you live, but I've seen some of the stand-up specials. And uh, what you guys do is genuinely funny without being schlocky. And yes. it could so easily be schlocky Thanks, because you man. guys are twins and you're brothers. And it's not an act up on stage that seems at all forced. It, it just seems like you guys have a really good rapport with one another. How do you avoid turning into a-holes? <laughs> well, here's... Uh, or Oasis. I'm a... Exactly. Yeah. God, Oasis. Good Lord. Uh, uh, no, but I, I think, first of all, we don't sound like the Beatles, so that'll never happen. So we'll <laughs> never be Oasis. Uh, no, but I think we, you, you've touched on something that's really important to us, that, you know, we are twins, but we don't want that to be the main focus of right. our act, but it, underneath it all, it, it's what makes us unique. And so we kind of went into this thing being like, okay, we could be a huge gimmick, and that would be terrible. Yeah, you'd probably sell tickets and have we a sell career. Sell tickets and have a career, but you wouldn't have a... <laughs> We wouldn't have a long career in this business. So We'd rather like, be funny. We'd rather have our peers say these guys are funny or establish ourselves as funny in other ways and be like, oh, they also happen to be twins, which is cool. Did, did you, you guys... keep a picture of Yakko Smirnoff on the refrigerator? <laughs> uh, I did. Yakko Smirnoff, yeah. what a country. You guys have an amazing way of, of talking. You guys talk at the same time, but you don't talk over each it's, other. I'm like, Casey, that's exactly what I noticed. I, I just, I don't. I got it down pat. You I do. don't understand you how you do it. Every now and again, like, you, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll finish each other's sentences or, or, you know, you'll sort of meet somewhere in the middle, but right. like, you know, I, I don't know how you do it. Listen, Listen. you guys, you guys get it. No one's really stepping. Well, on yeah, each other when here. you work on a show like this, you sort of start to hear somebody step in, and you back off a little bit and let them. If, if someone's going to, but if we just tried to, what if we just did? But I mean, if I, I, but I was, I was just trying to. And then we were. I mean, we <laughs> did you share? Like, did you have Corsican brother type attributes? No, or? no, no absolutely nothing, not. Nothing, absolutely, you know. And I have to say, now that we both have families separate of each other, it's been actually has really helped us out in our career because so? you know you go home and you're with your kids yeah, and yeah. they don't they don't my kids don't see me as part of the Sklar brothers they just see me as dad so right. I'm like this other entity to them and then he is to his kid and so it's like well your kids see me as dad sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I gotta talk to them about that the ones that you're legitimately the father <laughs> that's of right. that's, that's <laughs> but on stage you're the Sklar brothers and then a lot of times on screen as far as actors you're the you're the Sklar brothers yeah, sure. Grey's Anatomy I believe Grey's Anatomy we the just, comebacks it's always sunny in Philadelphia, so which fun. you guys, um, my my really good friend growing up was uh, auditioning for that role. Oh, for the DJ for thing? For the, the slocky DJ, and you guys did an amazing job. Oh, well, that like, was an interesting thing, because sometimes that comes up for us where it was a role for one person. Yeah. You know, and we kind of grew up on classic rock. We grew up on the classic rock morning DJ and whatnot. We had a bit in our act, about, in our act or... about it, and we were just like, man, what if we just came in there and, and the Cassie woman knew who we were? Sure. We're, yeah. We were supposed to go individually in against each other. And we were like, you know what, let's just try it together. And we'll improv a bunch of stuff and see what happens. And then we got on the show. Nice. And as we got on the show, it started to develop even further. Yeah. And, like, there's a lot of stuff that didn't make it into the show. But we were like, how funny would it be if they wouldn't drop the... Uh, they had the DJ voice. Yeah, the they class would DJ Hey, guys, coming at you one guy, one guy was going through a serious divorce. And but he would not drop, drop the, the DJ voice. voice. Like, I can't tell you the last time I didn't walk into her closet and smell her dresses. <laughs> guys, I can't remember the last time I didn't shower with motel soap. Kid <laughs> Uh, I cry a lot. <laughs> Those guys are great. We've, we've actually all been on the show. We've, we've had, uh, you know, obviously it's the one show we, if we we're going to yeah. get on a TV show, it better it's be that one. one. But they are so conducive to um, 
to just making you relaxed. And Ooh, as mm-hmm. comedians and improvisational comedians, it must have been in heaven. They're great. And yeah. you know, but you know what they said though, which is really interesting. <laughs> it's a huge compliment to us. Yeah. They, that they let us improvise because they said sometimes people come on and they see the show and they see that it's very loose and yeah, they, yeah. they kind of talk over each other in the same way that we do, and it all makes sense and it's really beautiful the way they do it. But they said sometimes people come in and they just try to start riffing way off the script. And everyone's like, okay, all right, <laughs> <laughs> we'll handle that. To, we wrote some stuff for you. Sure. <laughs> well, in a lot of ways, we have we have the um, the the dumb button in the studio because we usually don't. F up and drop a, a curse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we, when we talk to the listeners, it's very casual. You know, mm-hmm. It's very conversational. That's People right. will drop and, it. They'll hey, just drop it. Exactly. And so that's the, so sometimes you, you get a little too loose. Oh, man. We were guest hosts. We occasionally guest host Jim Rome's radio show. Right, which, right. you know, it goes out to, you know, we do it in L.A. It goes sure. out to 220 markets in North America. And I, the other day, we were doing it recently, like a few weeks ago. And I, some, I said, so I almost dropped an <laughs> F-bomb. And just because it was so casual, I was like, Fuck! <laughs> You know what we do? During the commercial breaks, we do sort of like a cord dump where we get all of the... Just get it out. Get it out. Get all the vulgarity It's like a Tourette-like power (laughs) minute. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. In fact, we had to... You know, people... you You can... Uh, you see, like, chairs set up around here. Yeah, we yeah. allow people to come into the studio. Yeah. And we had to put a, um, an end to people allowing their children to come in. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because we can't curb what we say <laughs> yeah. off the air. No. No. That's right. the off-the-air moments are like, maybe the kids can be in here for the off-the-air. You know what? The kids need to learn. The kids <laughs> need to learn. <laughs> need to learn. Get those there kids is, in here. There is, luckily, yeah. a bit of a physical reminder, though. There there are two. There's this light that goes on when right. the microphone's gone. And then physically having a microphone in front of you reminds you... Most of the time. Most of the time. Not to drop the F-bomb. Unless you're Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> you have kids. Do you ever curse in front of your kids? Uh, I don't. I, try, I really try. Me neither. Sometimes I get upset and, you know, whatever. And, 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 you know, if I'm right before I'm about to hit them, I'll curse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then they get their rat's tail. That's yeah. it, man. That's rat, a, tail. rat tail. You've earned it. You've earned it. No, so funny, I, I, I try. I really try not to. I definitely don't want them doing that. If we... We will get uh, occasionally, you know, if, if somebody does bring kids in here and, and we, we happen to let the language fly a little bit while we're off air, they'll say, ah, don't worry about it. They've and they've heard it before. And I'm like, well, they may have heard the words before, but not in a certain order <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> with other words surrounding those my, words. My that fa- makes the context a little bit different. Yeah, my favorite parent is like, they've heard worse. Really? What's really? worse? They've heard worse. <laughs> sure. Casey Anthony would be like, you've got to be a better parent. Work on your skills. I want to ask about a uh, show you guys have coming up on History Channel. Yeah. yeah. What's that all about? It's called the United Stats of America. A really cool show, funny, interesting, all about how statistics tell the story of who we are as a country. And and we start with one crazy stat and then go. It's an hour-long show. It's like, you know, 99% of us live on 8% of the land. How did we get there? It's, and it's just I love stuff like that. Yeah. You, you, guys are, you guys are great because all, you always provided the best commentary for the VH1 shows. And it was always engaging. And, and the History Channel does inventive things like that. <laughs> they mm-hmm. do. Very this cool. show is great. I mean, it's like we used to be the tallest nation in the world until 1950, and now we're the fattest nation in the world. <laughs> so you, how do we go from being the tallest to the fattest? Sure. And that and this show kind Burger of... Burger King. Un- Burger King. <laughs> and it unravels the answers, and, and I love that. So and we talk that? to experts. It's May 8th. Is May the, 8th is when it comes out. Hour-long show. We did six episodes. We're hoping it's a success, and then you, we get to do more. Are you guys uh, history buffs? By I mean, because that channel is on constantly. I, you know what? I don't know if I'm such a history channel buff. I am a statistics buff. I mean, yeah. I love... And 
just from being a sports fans and whatnot, sure. I just mm. kind of love the the statistics and how like you can it really there's a story behind every statistic. I mean, we are a statistic, right? You know, thinking about it, like when we were kids, there, women weren't having babies younger. They were having they were babies having, younger. They weren't having them older. They weren't. There were no fertility drugs really to speak of. True, so true. twins were more interesting back then. They were rare. <laughs> more so rare. now we've become less rare and less interesting, and that's why we're like we have to host this show to become more interesting. That is true. <laughs> that is true. The fertility drug phenomenon has created a, a lot more of um, multiple, of, multiple births. births. And, and multiple. And we had the um, the Octomom, Nadia Sulman. In, in Did here. you really? Yeah. Did you have How to pay, hilarious to was she? Yeah, she is this was good. before she was saying, uh, she was actually pretty engaging, but this was what? before she just, yeah, I need to stun us too. Really? But um, what if you're her other six kids? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Mom didn't have Here's a, a, yeah, is there any, any bigger message to say you are not enough for me? <laughs> I'm going to have eight I'm going to grab eight you. more and see yeah. how that does for my uh, You're the ego. fifth out of those six kids. <laughs> right, right. You look at the other eight and you are literally like, I could take a a few of these. <laughs> That's right. It always kills me when, when people like uh, Paul McCartney or, or like Jerry Lewis had a kid when he was, you know, 70. Yeah. It's like, oh man, everyone's looking at their cut of the uh, of the inheritance. Larry King. King. Larry King. Larry King is a guy who can't even walk and he's pushing a stroller. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, right. you kind of say to yourself, How and he's just you? farting all over that kid. Larry King just <laughs> never stops farting. That's a rule about Larry King. We're actually going to be on a on a panel with Larry King for some Then you'll come back and you'll tell everyone on, on the air that he farts nonstop. If you yeah. just bring some Glade. <laughs> I have no doubt that'll be required. Sklar Brothers are going to be at a Helium Comedy Club this weekend. You guys are also, you worked on a CSI episode. Was that recently? Very recently. recent. Yeah, Very recently. It was like one of Elizabeth Shue's first. Oh, she's awesome. Man. Come on. Come Elizabeth on. Shue. Who didn't have a crush on Elizabeth Everybody. Shue? Everybody. Yeah. And she was hot like throughout. You know, she was like your high school crush because she was in The Karate Kid. Yeah. And then she was just and like. she was in Cocktail and you're like, all right, I, I She's turning Cruz straight. Yeah. I believe that. That's <laughs> happening. And then just she just kept on leaving Las Vegas. I mean, she was just great. The and crazy thing great. about it is she doesn't, and this is, again, something you yeah. only know if you can't, she doesn't go by Elizabeth. You want to call her Elizabeth Shue or Liz right, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. She goes by Lisa. Really? What? Weirdest thing. We did not know that. And and her character was new to CSI, so we didn't know what her character's like first name was. And so everyone was calling her Lisa on the set, and we thought she was like one of these method actors who could only, <laughs> you don't look her in the eye, and you only wow. call her by her name. Turns out that's what she wants to go by, is Lisa. Is so that a middle name? Thing. No, because it's, it's E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-A. Uh, she takes she goes, the Lisa from Elizabeth and calls herself, and everyone so calls her So if you see Lisa. her and you pop around, you say, hey, Lisa, what's up? Then she'll be she'll be happy. She'll so, feel good about it. What is that? Because that's a Jerry Bruckheimer show, Legendary for providing like all the amenities. What was the set like for amazing. amazing, amazing? Oh, it's amazing to be on a show that's been on for so long. Every all the actors know exactly what they're doing. Right. The director is really like solid, and they they they're so comfortable with with what they're doing that they really care about making the performances good. You go on a new show and sometimes they're like, let's just get this thing right. <laughs> right yeah. And they leave you alone as yeah, an actor. Yeah, I mean, like we were asking them and the director was so, they were so comfortable with us. We were, again, in a situation where like, you know, we're in this situation where I'm I'm going to like squat in this house that's been moved. Basically, sure. the house gets stolen and I'm like going to squat in this house and Elizabeth Shue has to, Lisa, has to go get yeah. a, uh, has to go get this chainsaw from the back of her truck. Meanwhile, the camera's on us. I'm like, can we just keep 
going while she goes back and does that and, and improvising. And improvising. Like, yeah, absolutely. So we like improvise basically a little scenelet that's in this awesome. thing, and, and they, they and it made it in the show. And it made it in the show nice. because that's a linchpin show yes. for the network, and uh, and and the, it just continues to generate huge revenue. And it doesn't matter. I mean, they go through cast changes, and it's Ted just, Danson. He's now on the show. Yeah, yeah, fantastic, amazing legend. That legend. Yeah. We got a chance to work with him on Becker years ago. Great guy. I mean, Ted Danson. You walk on a set, and you're like, this guy has all the credentials to be a douchebag. You yeah, know what I mean, he could be just a jerk. Nicest guy nice ever. Guy. Go back and watch him in Body Heat. That's yes. He was fantastic. He's, he's in great. That. Yeah, yeah. So good. You're like, oh, you're a film actor. He's great and bored to death. He was amazing in that series on HBO. A great series. And and then Cheers, obviously. Yeah. Was it was Mary uh, Steenburgen? Did she drop by? No, she did not she drop is, by. These days, she is looking. She was on Thirty Rock episodes. She oh, was phenomenal. So yes. good. Phenomenal. So good. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. She's lady. like she's like the she's like the American Andy McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> Andy McDowell is American. <laughs> she's the American. I would put that on my resume immediately. Yes. The American the Andy, Andy McDowell. McDowell. She's like a living Andy McDowell. I didn't say she's not the American Roger McDowell. Yeah. She's like a female Andy McDowell. She is like a female Andy McDowell. I appreciate the Roger McDowell reference. Thank you very much. Because you like bad heavy metal rock. Was hey, he I like need... a red heavy metal no, I was thinking of the Roger McDowell who pitched for the Phillies. Yeah, but he also was in that heavy metal a bad Are you serious? Yes. And he's a, I think he's a pitching coach for the Dodgers now. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, he was a jokester too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was on an episode of Science. He was the spitter. He was the spitter. Second spitter, yeah. Oh, man. Roger McDonald. Good stuff. Guys, thanks for coming by. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Appreciate it. It's here for the Scalar Brothers. Take a break. Come back in a moment. Stay there. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We are doing a little contest, and it's called Not Your Average Listener. So, we take an email from uh, different people, and this is one of them that we decided to have come in. It said, uh, hey guys, Gadzooks, my name is Rev. I am not your average listener. I am a sideshow performer. That's right, real old-time sideshow. I perform the classic bed of nails, broken glass, and sword ladder routines, as well as other more insane things. I eat light bulbs. Yeah. I push hat pins through my face. Yeah. And pick up an anchor with a hole in my tongue. I can even bend a piece of rebar with a soft part of my throat. I listen every morning and would love to be there for this contest. I have a video of a show that I did in Allentown last week, and it features the blockhead, the face of pain, and body stapling acts. I said, My uh, mother used to do all that stuff. <laughs> and, it's very uh, nostalgic. By the way, you can go to unholysideshow.com. He says, bringing the freak back into freaktastic. And he said, thanks, and ball sacks are yummy. Please welcome Rev. Oh, yeah. 
How are you, Rev? Oh, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Now, what is it? Do you go by just Rev, or is there a longer version of that? Well, the longer name is Reverend First Minister of Sideshow. Okay, the Reverend First Minister of Sideshow. That's more of a title than anything else. Where are you from, by the way, Rev? Uh, I live in Bucks County. Okay. And, uh, you know, you you describe some of these uh, abilities that you have. Uh, Can I ask, what was the first thing you attempted to do that would be considered of this uh, type of act? On the same night, I hammered a nail into my nose and stapled my stomach. Staple your stomach. That's what I did the first night. But what I need to know is, like, when you're at home and you're a kid and you have never done this before professionally and you're just kind of flirting around with something. I mean, like, as a kid, do you remember, Steve, you could take a needle and stick it through the thin part of your skin yeah, and yeah, right, right, right. your fingers do that, yeah. and stuff like that? Did you do things like that when oh, you were yeah, a kid? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Stand in the yard, throw a uh, screwdriver up in the air and wait for it to come down. Oh, right. yeah, right. Yeah. I would do that. Actually, I would used to do that with uh, uh, my bow and arrow, which was incredibly stupid. <laughs> Shoot the, the arrow Shoot it straight up, yeah, now, like what, a roulette. What were your parents thinking when you were doing stuff like this? I mean, did they know about it? I don't think they really knew about it. They knew I was weird, and that was about it and they were okay with it. So. Do you know what this reminds me of? It, and it's it's and I love this kind of stuff because of the 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 early years of Lollapalooza. There was the the Jim, Jim Rose, Rose sideshow. Yeah, first sideshow I ever saw was Jim Rose. Right, and yeah, it was I, that old style, you know, bed and nails type stuff. That would be that, that was cool. That you'd see people pushing their bodies to the limit, and it was it was a blast. And, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty it's a small community of people who do this type of thing, right? Uh, yeah, it is. It's actually pretty well alive here in Philadelphia. Started here about eight or nine years ago. It started to research. Okay. And that was when I got into it. Wow. And did you walk into that and say, hey, guys, I'm here. I can do a whole bunch of different things. Uh, let me show you what I can do. Or did they teach you, the, these other sideshow people teach you how to do some of this stuff? Well, I walked in with some knowledge. I was a piercer beforehand. Okay. I was very familiar with needles, that sort of thing. That sensation didn't bother me at all. Right. So I knew coming into it that that was something I could handle. All right. Everything else was just, it was a challenge I wanted to learn. So you learn by reading. You learn by learning from other people. You learn by trying it and hope you can get to the hospital in time if it doesn't work. <laughs> Owing to that is the fact that some of what you do can cause uh, injury and, and bleeding and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. In your practicing stages, uh, did you have any mishaps that landed you in the hospital? I've never had any problems. No Not problems. Wow. Very cool. Wow. That's cool. You've got you've to get cut from time to time, though, I would imagine, right? Every now and then I pull a piece of glass out of my foot or something. Right, okay, it's right. It's not a big deal. Now, you had mentioned in the email uh, blockhead. Yeah. What exactly is a blockhead? Well, the blockhead, uh, you remember when you were a kid, you used to shove stuff up your nose. Yes. Okay. Well, I decided I was going to take that a little further. Turns out there's a guy in the Sideshow community named Melvin Burkhart. Really old guy. He was the original blockhead. He used to hammer a three-penny nail into his head. I've seen this guy. Oh, my God. Into yeah. his nose, right? Uh-huh. He was yeah. also known as Two-Face. He was one of the famous sideshow performers in yeah. history. Uh, well, he started teaching people how to do that. Right now, the world record is six and a half inches. I can do about six and a quarter. Oh, my God. Into your... Does that go into your cartilage, or...? Uh, it goes all the way through the nasal cavity and into the back of my head. Oh, my God. Do you know that guy goes... The oh name he goes God. by now? Arlen Specter. Arlen yeah. Specter. Yeah. A lot of people don't remember. There are times when I get my migraines that I would like to do like that. Like to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See if it relieves some of the pressure, but I just don't quite have the balls to do it, Rev. Probably you could. Shouldn't. I could. You could. No, there's no way. <laughs> With a trained... Uh... 
It's uh, important to remember children. that everything I do, anybody else can do. You just have to learn how to do it. You probably shouldn't, though. And, yeah. and, and we'll, we'll put that warning out. Right. If you're not a trained professional, has oh, no yeah. experience pounding nails into your head, right. don't yeah. do it. Don't try it. Well, the one thing that you do that freaks me out is you eat light bulbs. I do. That thing, like, I mean, straight up, like, crunch on them. and I'll do it oh, here for God. you if you you're want gonna to You're going to do that. Yeah. Oh, you fact, can hear it, too. It sounds great. I, 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 I love it. You want to do that right how, now? How does I can do that right now. How is that not? I'm sorry. Before you ask the questions, I want to let our listeners know that we do have the webcam on right now and i want to, uh sarah you're operating the webcam i want you to move that around to make sure that we get the best possible angle for those who are watching okay at home can see this because uh he's going to do some pretty amazing stuff and he brought lots of of props and, and things that are used in your sideshow along with you right all kinds of great toys well, what do you want to do first rev i'm dying to see this stuff oh, uh, the light bulb everybody seemed to be interested in the light bulb so we'll start there yeah oh, chat yeah. out on the light bulb all right we'll get some music here oh. taking it out of the actual wrapper so out of the wrapper i go for the dollar store right. Yeah, it's the big, if you're going to eat them anyway, you want a nice cheap one. I prefer 40 watt. That's a much better vintage than the 60. They're a little gamey. I understand. Right. And this is the clear uh, light bulb. It's not coated. Now you start here. First thing you got to do is you got to bite it. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh, my God. I didn't care for that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. Gay. Do you hear this? Doesn't it hurt? It does. By the way, I keep the filament. I yeah. floss with that afterwards. Oh. To get the extra glass out of your teeth. That's glass. Oh my god, oh my god. Oh, I wanna die. Oh Jesus. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my On the webcam. Did, did you just put the metal part in? Ah. Oh no, okay. No, he keeps now, that to floss. He's picking up the scraps. I need something to drink. What do you drink with that? Water. Which regular water? Okay. You're not gonna it's s- kind of a bland taste. I do prefer beer. I didn't bring one today. Oh, we can hook you up. We can Are hook you, you up. Swallow that? Oh my god. Dude, that is Wow. Awful. Have you ever cracked a window? <laughs> By the way, you know that's the second most asked questions. How's it come out? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dude, not miraculously reformed. <laughs> At the end of the segment, we're going to do a text to see if you think that Rev is is uh, not your average listener or not. Or not. I can't even speak. I had to take my headphones off because I. I couldn't hear that sound. Uh, you you pulverize it down. I saw it. It was a light bulb in an actual container. It was nice. Now, now he's drinking water. Drink uh-huh. water. Gargle. I mean, when he bit the glass, it was really dry. That's the problem with light bulbs. Wow. Yeah. There were there are shards of glass all over this side of the console because when he bit into the glass, it, ex- it exploded yeah. in, in several different directions. Man, yeah. polyps in your butt don't stand so a chance. So watch your feet down here. Hey, no polyps. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. problems. Right, no problems. Yeah. Cut right through those suckers. Now, wow. Let, let me ask you this, cool. Rev. Yeah. That as as horrific as that is, we did have a guy in here one time that actually. Knows uh, Kathy who would eat sand. Have you ever eat sand? Because that's just a, a really I get, like, like an OCD type thing. Yeah. That doesn't sound like fun to me. It's too boring. That is pretty boring. It's like right. pre digested glass. As it is, I'm pulling this stuff out of my teeth for a day and a half. You know? Are you really? Yeah, yeah. It must get worse. <laughs> it's in, in there. there pretty good. It's, it's worse than popcorn. Yes, I was yeah. going to say that. Yeah. And you don't have like little cuts in your mouth? All right, up to the camera. All right, now he's opening his mouth and showing his tongue and the inside of his mouth. No to cuts, the no blood. Wow. No blood going in, no blood coming out. Wow. All right. Wow. Yeah, no. yeah. Very nice. So That's never, incredible. in all your time doing that, never catching a wrong angle and cutting a lip or whatever? Nope. That's something that I have always had great luck with. No okay. problems. Not even the first time. All right. Is there any residual glass over there? You got it all? Uh, I'm sure there's a piece or two on the okay. floor. All right, we'll have to right. clean up. We'll and How does that not like cut up your esophagus, your stomach, your intestines? He's still chewing. I guess I'm just lucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There are a lot of sideshow performers. They'll tell you they have tricks that you know make it more comfortable for them, easier to pass, whatever. I just eat them. Man, wow. your, your dookie must be like a, a rainbow. 
Of different colors. <laughs> I don't know. I've never looked for the rainbow. I'll try next yeah, time. Try. See, yeah. see what wow, you come man. out with. That was enough to blow me away. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a lot of fun. All right. Well, let's let's ratchet well, it up a bit. Okay. What, what, what do you suggest? What's on the menu? Uh, and let us select the well, next. Preston thing. was interested in the blockhead. The blockhead. Yeah. yeah. All right. And I could start with a screwdriver. Screwdriver. I could show you six and a quarter inches. Now oh. you've got to remember with something like this, we oh. do have a mantra on my sideshow. You must always lick it before you stick it. Right. Thank you, salt and pepper. Oh my <laughs> there you God. Go. <laughs> I don't think he's, I'm right. He's, he's, right. This well, is a screwdriver. Oh, right. my God. Ah! Oh, my God. Oh, my oh God. My I have to stop oh watching. Oh, my God. All right, Watch that, closely. I will I not move watch. my finger. This is where my nose is. All right. So that's a good... That's I'm a good... That's six, six and a quarter inches. inches. Yeah. Yep. Jesus, Reb. What happened was my mother found out I was doing this... And she found out I was doing it not with a screwdriver, but with a sheet metal awl. Okay. Oh, this is, is as sharp as it was out of the box. It put, puts holes in metal. Yeah. She told me to protect myself, and this is the only way I know how to protect with myself. With a condom? Exactly. Okay. Well, that's what she taught me. All right. So. And, and put it on. Exactly. Let me ask you something. Um, oh, my God. Do you feel, as it's going back, are you hitting the nasal cavity? What What does it stop at? Or does it stop? Oh, it's, if it didn't stop, yeah. then I would hold the world record. Unfortunately, right, yeah, yeah. it does stop. It stops all the way in the back. Uh, I feel it down in my throat almost. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, Rev, have you ever been to the doctor? I've been to the doctor, but not for this. No, but I mean, but I'm saying, like, does he check you out and, like, look up your nose and go, what the hell have you done in there? I was sticking I don't have stuff any trouble, in you know, it. I, yeah. just, I stretch all kinds of holes. Oh. Yeah. So. He just shoved that piercing through his septum. All right. He's putting the condom in his mouth now. Oh, you're not doing that. I All know right. what you're going to do. You're going to suck that through your nose. He has the condom is in his mouth right now. No, no see, we're going to oh, take the condom off, it. and I'm okay. going to protect myself here Okay. by putting it on the awl. You're removing okay. it. Okay. So the awl goes in. Yeah. He's now shoving it in his mm. nose. This ah. is a metal awl, a sheet metal awl. Okay, so now I'll tell you guys. Everybody has at least once had that unfortunate incident where they pull out, but unfortunately, the prophylactic does not. That's oh, right. God. Wow. So he pulled oh the all out, and the rubber is still buried in his nose. This is how you get it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He just inhaled it and pulled it out of his mouth, and he's inflating it. He sucked the rubber through his nose, down into his mouth. Pulled it out with his fingers, inflated it, and inflated it through his mouth. That's unfreaking oh! real. Damn it. <laughs> So okay. I did bring some really insane stuff, stuff nobody oh, else really? does if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, Let's please. Do it. Nobody else does the face of pain. I'll tell you what the face pain is. It's the hat pins, and it's an anchor all together. I take eight hat pins, and I put them in different portions of my face. And then I take a 20-pound anchor, and I swing it from a hole in my tongue. This mm. is ridiculous, man. Okay. So with these, you always start on the inside, because when you're done, you look like a cat. The women love it. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, so like, he's going, oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. It's going through his it. cheek. Oh my God! He took a needle. Oh, I just dropped one. He put it inside his mouth, pushed it through his cheek from the inside to out. We We're saw seeing it, it happen. Point through. It's oh coming God. through and go through his cheek. Good guy. Yeah, let me put light on. All right, there we go. Oh my God! <laughs> you right. are a sick individual. Oh, I can't look at it. This is. How do you not? How are you not in excretion? <clears throat> That's oh. that doesn't hurt. Does that hurt? I feel it, but you it feel doesn't it. hurt. How is that not... Could you play the trumpet? Excruciating I played pain. the tuba for a long time, actually. Because <laughs> your cheeks have holes in them all the time. Yeah, you'd think I would be able to squirt water afterwards, right. but that's not, not a trick really. I can do. Okay. No. I gotta go home. How are you <laughs> not bleeding? <laughs> that's your new trick. I'm squirting water. <laughs>
All right, all right. So this is the fourth one he's putting. Fourth in. needle going I, through. I really don't think you need to do eight. I think four is plenty. Yeah, because that's just. I, I, it does. Right, that's fine. If you don't want to see eight, that's fine. Are you guys all right with just four? Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with four. I give you a quick run through. I've got them. They go through my throat. They go through my eyebrows. I put one right here through the bridge of my nose. Jesus. And then we move on. Okay. We move on to the anchor. Oh my God. Now that is a legitimate twenty-pound yeah, anchor, Nick. Would you? Uh, you've never met this anchor before. Would you hold it? And just confirm that it's 20 Holy pounds. Yeah. Feel heavy. the weight of that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There we go. Pounds. Now, this is a standard anchor you'd find in a local anchor store. If you're, exactly. just, if you're just tuning in, this is listener Reb who says he's not your average listener. Oh, and God. He's, go- he's putting the hook through his tongue. I can't. He's, he's got it hooked up to the, the right. anchor. It's on the floor, I'm, I'm li- and now he's lifted it up in the air. Wow. That's just, oh, my God. And oh, my God. Wow. wow. Jesus. He's swinging it. And you know, the look on his face reminds me of the great Walter Cronkite. <laughs> that is insane, man. It's terrible. Okay, so Rev. Yeah. Let me ask you, 20 pounds, obviously, is, is that your weight limit, or have you ever gone higher than that? I was actually just thinking I need a new anchor. Do you really? Mm-hmm. You that was getting go. too easy. As you get older in life, you always want to up the weight of your anchor. Exactly. Well, um, like five what? pounds might be a bit much. Do they sell like 22-pound anchors or something like you that? Know, you know, I've go? never searched. I just found that one luckily, and I've been traveling with it ever since I found it. So no no cut, no pull, no anything popping out no when blood. you did that? No blood? Oh. You're literally putting pins through your cheeks, and there's no blood. Mm-hmm. That amazes me. When you said you were going to do that, I thought you were just going to go through the outer skin layer of your cheek. Yeah, you go yeah. From the inside oh, of your out. mouth all the way through your cheek. And then afterwards, if you run your tongue on the inside of your mouth, do you feel where the hole was? I see a little bit of blood. Do you? Other side. Yep, you see it there, guys? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Is that a mole? Uh, yeah. Wow, dude. Congrats. Rev, wow. which one of these is the most uncomfortable for you? Because clearly you're not in pain. Um, Probably the bear trap. The bear trap. Yeah. On the nuts. No, I don't, I don't take off my pants on stage. We do that off stage afterwards. Afterwards. You got to pay way, for that. I want to point out that Rev did bring a uh, um, a medical waste container with him. And yes. I guess that's what you put the uh, the pins and all that stuff when you're done. Yep. You know, I do a lot of traveling and I just didn't want to leave needles randomly sure. sitting around in people's trash cans. Rev, how so do, I got myself one of those. How do you travel with your. I assume you have to, you have to check everything, right? They won't let you bring your anger and needles on board. Well, you know, what I do is I just simply check that kind of stuff. All right. What, what's next? I love the way we're going up incrementally what do you think okay, is all right well you know what, what i've got the glass see? laid out here and the glass is fun because i need volunteers what i want in this audience are the two largest men here okay all right you're all right we have robert at least one i saw somebody well, else named dave. Those guys are here. <laughs> robert and right. dave are two uh are spectators two guys, guys. Right. you're both wearing shoes right okay good all right we have three big guys okay, okay. We right, we'll, let, we'll let you this, choose you guys are really gonna have to hold hands and get kind of nuts to butts here if you want to play this game this is the way it works. Broken glass, everybody's seen somebody walk through broken gra- glass, lay in broken glass. Yes. It's common. So I decided I was going to up the ante, and I was going to find out how much weight I could put on myself oh, once I'm laying in the glass. Okay. Right now, my current record's about 800 pounds. Whoa. All right, so just having 800 pounds on you by itself is impressive. When you're laying down, I assume you're laying down on broken yeah. glass when this happens. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> May I ask, Jason, if you don't mind, how much you weigh? Uh, 350. 350, and how about you, Dave? 150. Sure. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Uh, like 300. 300. Okay. All right, so we got 650 pounds. And then our... And Rev took his shirt off, so he's laying on the broken glass with no shirt on. You know what? All right. Just the fact that you're going to have someone lay down on you that much weight. Oh, my God, he's jumping on broken glass. 
By the way, Rev, we just got a text that says you're hot. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah. It's a guy who works for a light bulb company. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rev is laying on his already. stomach. You can go, go ahead and step up right around right. the hips, lower back area. All right, here comes Jason, 350 pounds. All right. He's going to stand on. Kathy, uh, stabilize him if you would. Kathy worked in a sideshow. <laughs> the Romano Family Circus. All right. Just take was... your left foot off my spine. There we go. Right. We're good. Yeah. Ready for the next person. All right, the next. Oh, my God. Right, this is Dave. Dave's around 300. Yep. There we go. All right. Jeez. And he's right. stepping up on him. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Jesus They're Christ. They're both standing on him right now. If we now. still have room, we can take one more. There's no room. All right. Casey's coming Casey. over. <laughs> All right. Now get the hell off me. Wait, wait, wait. Casey's coming yeah. over. Yeah. You think yeah. he, can you handle it, Rev? Oh, I'm fine. I just like to say, get the hell off me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that was, it. That was, wow. 600 plus pounds of guy. That alone. All right, now stand up. That was amazing. Nothing. Nothing. Steve, I'm trying remember. to get all the glass off me because I don't want everybody yeah. in uh, flip-flops to hurt themselves. <laughs> what are you saying, Nick? Okay. When he stood up, there were just shards of glass embedded in his chest as, as he got up from the mat. Do you do any sort of, you know, like Houdini used to do uh, crunching and things to uh, abdominal exercises to tighten up parts of his body? Do you do anything like that or you just naturally? Uh, not particularly. Okay. It's much more of a mind and sensation thing for me. I always tell people that sideshow, it's not magic. Right. So there's no illusion at all to what we do. There's no tricks. I'm actually doing what you're seeing me do. Okay. It's a combination of three things. You have physics, anatomy, and pain tolerance. So as long as you learn to deal with those three things, you understand the physics, you know where you can do things, where you can't do things, everything else is just mind over matter. I, you right. know, i tell you one more thing I wanted to do. I know Kathy's a little squeamish, so I wanted to get Kathy over here to help me with this bed of nails right. routine. Let's do one yeah. more. One yeah. more. Yeah. Come on, Kathy, you can do this. All right. So this is what's going to happen. I have two beds of nails here. Each one of these beds of nails has about three, 400 nails in them. They're all as sharp as they came out of the box, but a little bit more rusty. These are the kinds of nails that hold your house up. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take this one bed of nails, I'm going to lay it down on the ground and then i'm gonna lay on that bed of nails and then i need kathy to just do me a favor and hand me this bed of nails right. now we're gonna need one more person with a set of hands in fact nick you sure. could probably help out over here because once i'm on this bed of nails i have the second one sandwiched on top of me and i'm in the middle then you're gonna hold kathy's hand and kathy's gonna stand on top of that second bed of nails all right, all right? and if you're really enjoying yourself i want you to bounce some Okay, yeah, do, you, that, you do, do that. Do that. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, so Rev is now. He's lying down on the bed of nails. Impression: This is a sleep number nail bed. Oh, oh perfect! It's adjustable. Yeah. <laughs> wow! All right. You can adjust the amount of nails. He is now taking the other tray of nails from Kathy, and he's placed that on his chest and stomach. And I've just remembered I got a sunburn yesterday. Oh. Right. And uh, Don't Kathy, you hate that? Kathy's handing the mic over to Nick. She is now going to try and step up on. I don't really. Do you should do it, Kathy. Yeah, once you, in your life. Okay, just hold Nick's hand. Yeah. Trust me, you can do this, Kathy. Isn't it wild that the biggest worry here is Kathy <laughs> stepping up on the dude who sandwiched between nail beds? I have a dress on. He's going to be able to look up my skirt. Oh, yeah. that's I will why. close my eyes and look away. You better. Yeah, right. you better. Yeah. <laughs> or else you might actually be in pain. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. All right, she's now wow. stepping right up. Oh, there there we go. She's on it, and Rev is let go. He's Holy let go. She's bouncing on it. Holy Jesus. Can she bounce a little? She can bounce. All right, go ahead, Kath. Do it. Do it. Do it. Come on, Kathy. Jump up and down. What color is she wearing? (laughs) Is that bouncing or not? Sort of. She bounces as much as she wants. I'm good. Rev, you're the only man who's ever seen that. All right, seriously. There you go. What what kind of panties is she wearing? Rev, look like... Oh, damn it. All right. Wow. Nice job, Yeah. 
I'm betting they were Hello Kitty panties. Let's take a look at it. I want to see your back. Yeah, yeah. look at his back. Turn around. Sweet Jesus, man. Wow. Yeah, there's perforations. Perforations all every one of back. them was. Yeah. So every when, nail leaves a mark, but none of them perforate the skin. Is there a point now in your life where you go, wow, that hurt? Well, you know, the funny thing about it is I still stub my toe and it hurts like a... Right, because so. you're not prepared for that, or you're not, it's out of the blue. Exactly, that okay, makes a we, big difference, too. Okay, do you do anything like uh, transcendental meditation? Do you do any stuff like that to get no, your I'm mind? No, I'm not a hippie. Okay, you're not a hippie. <laughs> Don't let the dreadlocks fool yeah. you. More Rasta, right? <laughs> I like to drink. So. <laughs> I feel a little nauseous from that. Uh, oh, you'll be okay, trust yeah, me. Yeah, Kathy, are you okay? Someone, that someone before, let Kathy yeah. sit down. It was very difficult. <laughs> I will, Rev, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. <laughs> and if people are interested in books, you, how do they go about doing that? Uh, well, that's real easy. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, and we have unholysideshow.com, very simply. There's a contact button right there. You email me. It's I easy to book us. Rev, can, you, can kids watch your show, or is uh, it adult-oriented? It really depends on the show. Okay. I can do a PG show. In fact, one of the weirdest things I ever did, I had a friend who hired me for his daughter's 16th birthday party. Okay. Oh, wow. I also did a show, that Allentown video you saw. There were kids this big stapling money to me at the end of the day. <laughs> Why not? Why not? That's There's how you take your online. tips? That's how I take my tips. In fact, Dude, that's I brought awesome. a staple gun if anyone's got <laughs> I'll give you a boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll do it. All right, so the more you spend, the more I'll exotic the spot. Bucks, five right? bucks, then you yeah. can put that on my face. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Right, sorry. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do it, Preston. No! Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. No! Uh-huh. No! Right, here we go. Stop. Oh! I stapled five bucks to a guy's face. It makes a great sound, doesn't it? Oh! Yes. Dude. Oh! That was awesome. Oh, Dude. So I assume a credit card gets you ball set, right? Yeah. Well, a credit card's not so bad. I usually say 50 or more will drop trout. There we go. Wow. All right, gang, let's give some love to Rev. We're going to take you. a break. Stay right where you are. Who serves up the best burger in Philly? Taste for yourself. Philly Burger Brow is back. Round one, fight. So get off your buns and come sample the region's meat you can't beat. From traditional to gourmet to, whoa, what's on that? Come stuff your grill with unlimited burger bites. Sunday, October 23rd. Outdoors at Xfinity Live with cold beer and live music. Benefiting Philly Parks and Rec's at-risk teen initiative. And Philly School District's after-school programming. Ticket info's up at WMMR.com. Don't miss Philly Burger Brawl 2022 at Xfinity Live. I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks to your taste buds. So our next guest is in our studio. Uh, there's a lot of ground to cover. I mean, he's uh, eight kids. The uh, best known for the show, John and Kate plus eight, and uh, having his personal life splayed out in front of the U.S. Please welcome John Gosling. Yeah. Thanks, guys. To the show this morning. How you doing, John? I'm doing very well. Thanks for coming by. All right, well, we you jumped in right away, Steve. I when, did a full disclosure because, you, know, you, you know, we spent a lot of time beating you up and beating Kate up, and as most of the country did for a long time. We always want to be honest about that. Um, but then as, as of late, you know, we've been hearing stories about, it, it seems too, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that you've, you kind of reclaimed your life a bit and that you settled back into it. Like you, it seems like you're, the spotlight's not for you anymore. You're doing a nine to five thing. It, it, is that what's happened to, to, to John Gosselin? Uh, yeah, I just kind of went back to my normal living and, uh, off television and, uh, 
had to rediscover who I actually was. And what did you discover? Taking that because you had you had this bizarre existence that I'm sure would be hard for many people to imagine, and now you have you know which what is a more conventional living. What, what did you discover about yourself? Uh, well, I discovered that <clears throat> I learned a lot from my experience. Uh, I basically am culminating everything that I've learned and tying into one uh, brand or one business uh, entity. Okay. So can you take us like from the start? How did it start? Because I didn't follow the show from the very beginning. I kind of got into it a little bit later. Were you just like, you know, did you guys work in this industry at all? Or were you, you know, you had all these kids and they were like, hey, do you want a TV show? Uh, Pretty much it started off with a one hour documentary. Uh, We were approached by a production company in North Carolina. It was Discovery Health at that time, right? It was Discovery Mm -hmm. Health. And that's, I guess, now the O Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So uh, they just wanted to film us. And we're like, yeah, sure, why not? We got tired of explaining to uh, everyone, like, what's it like? So we did a one hour documentary with Discovery Health. And it turned out to be the highest rated documentary on uh, the Discovery Networks ever. It blew up. I mean, yeah, it, was it, was the, it was the biggest thing for them, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So the, they kind of, ha- sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. No, I cut you I'm off. Not, you saw <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. Go ahead. And um, then they wanted to follow up one year later. And we did that. And that show was higher ratings than the previous. And then I was sitting at work one day and they called and they, Kate called me and she said, uh, uh, Discovery wants to do a series. And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> a series about what? And they're like, they just want to follow our lives and chronicle everything. And we talked about it. And I guess they wanted to call it Multiple Mayhem. And I was like, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Sounds like a bad yeah. wrestling yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. So like, Multiple like brainstorm for like 10 <laughs> yeah. minutes. I was like, what about John and Keith plus eight? Yeah. And you came up with the name? Yeah. I, okay. have, it, I have it on a post it now. Oh, nice. Cool. And wow. then I, uh, well, I bought the dot com about ten minutes later. He's <laughs> a businessman there. Yeah. You know, I, I I actually watched the show from the beginning. Uh, you know, I watched it both the uh, you know the the hour episodes uh, or, or specials if you want to call them. Yeah, that. you were a diehard case. I was. I really was. And then I started to get away from the show when it became something else. Um, you know, and and there was something about the the very very beginning that was really cool. Uh, my wife and I were actually big fans of yours. Um, we said you were Thank the you. the Asian equivalent of my older brother. We used to call you Asian Dave. <laughs> Uh, uh, we we just liked how how laid back you were and and all that sort of stuff and um you know and and I thought the dynamic between you and Kate was was really interesting, um but so when when it started to go I don't know for lack of better terms Hollywood or whatever and it started to you know become um you know like you could tell there were sponsors involved and oh we're gonna all of a sudden I'm gonna build tree houses and and it became this this weird thing well, That's you, when, it became more orchestrated in your eyes way more orchestrated okay. and then. Um, um, uh, you know, I don't know what it was, but it seemed like your, your, um, uh, Kate was, was really falling in love with the camera. And then, so I started to, to not watch it. And then the, all the, um, the paparazzi stuff started to happen. And, and that, I don't know if it bugged you as much as it, it probably bugged you way more than was it. Was that me. something that is, is his point? I think a lot of people, was, was, you know, yeah, observe yeah. that there was a, there was a definitive transition to the tone of the show, which was this organic family. We're watching these, these beautiful kids and these parents trying to raise. And then you, you couldn't help but succumb to the outside influences that changed the show. Did you sense that right. tone? Uh, well, it becomes commercialized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not as fun anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, and you didn't look like you were having fun. No, it's a lot of work. Well, yeah. You guys know. How, I mean, what time do you wake up in the morning? Yeah, three fifty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's the same. It's the same principle. But we didn't wake up at three fifty. I just stayed up to three fifty. <laughs> <laughs> right. But as this is going on, the difference is, and it's because you guys, even though there were a lot of reality shows at the time, this kicked in. 
10 times as many now, it was still sort of virgin territory. And you can't, I mean, you know, the main focus is your, your life. You got these camera crews around. I mean, that's, I don't care what kind of marriage you have, that's going to cause problems. Right, pretty right? much. I mean, it, you just kind of, in the beginning it was more like, we got to focus on the kids, got to get this stuff done. Right. And then towards the end, when I quit, <laughs> <laughs> oops, um, it kind of moved into business and rating. I didn't know what my ratings were until like third season. I didn't even know what ratings were or how to even like <laughs> capture them. Right, right. They don't want you to know that stuff because that's uh negotiation. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Do you think that you'd still be married to Kate if you guys didn't do a reality show? Probably not. We're totally different opposite people. I mean, she's my friend now and everything's going very well. But it's like we have two different parroting styles. It all works out, but it's more... Um, Way different personality. So, so you you you're not, you you say you you worked up a friendship because yeah, it, it yeah. got got very contentious there for a while, and the whole nation's reading about it back and forth. And uh, but that's a good place to be at. And and are the, are the how are the kids with all this? Because there was concern. I remember right. Kate was saying it towards the end of it. She was afraid that they were so used to living in the spotlight with the cameras and all this stuff that it was going to impact them. Right. Uh, I mean, Kate and I are getting along now, so it uh, the kids see that now. Yeah, you can see a huge change in how. Uh, they react to things. Oh, that's awesome. Schoolwork, yeah. everything. It's, it's very well. I we just want to be friends and, and, you know, you live your life, I live my life, but we come together for the kids and then we do our own thing. But we, we converse daily. So. Now, John, watching reality shows, we all, since we work uh, in a, uh, an industry where editing and things like that are used, we know how that whole thing works. We know how uh, you can take an expression and uh, it's, use it completely out of context to convey anger or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, boredom or something like that and, and make it appear that way. I can see through that stuff almost immediately, but a lot of people can't. Uh, and I don't know how liberal they were with using that technique on John and Kate Plus 8. But did you ever watch the show? Because you were, you know, it's, you were kind of a victim. You were beat up, or at least you were portrayed that way uh, through the, the show. And I don't know if it was all editing, but did you ever watch that and go, man, they're really making me look like a like I'm being trampled on here? Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, I watched, uh, I think I stopped watching third season. But, um, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but when you're in it, you don't see it. Right. Because you know? you're with the person that you love. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. From the outside perspective, you know, everyone tells you, and you're like, no, no, no. And uh, honestly, I don't really have time to think about things. Right. So you didn't really have time to work on your relationship. You're too busy parenting. Yeah. Um, so I didn't realize everything till later. When was the first time that you were out in public or at a, an appearance or whatever, and you realized that a lot of, because I thought the same way when I started to see some of this footage. I thought, like, this guy's getting browbeaten, man. He's getting his ass kicked. When did you, when did you realize that was the public perception? I guess when I knew, I mean, after we were separated um, and we announced it and then yeah. all the paparazzi started and all this stuff started and <laughs> I started to recreate my newfound freedom and, yeah. and the, all the craziness. And, and that uh, blew up in your face, too. And, and I, sort of, I, I sort of had your back just a little bit, uh, you know, but, like, everything was being picked on, like, the... the the shirts that you were wearing? The Ed, well, the Ed yeah. Hardy. Ed Hardy yeah. shirts. I mean, like... <laughs> I mean, you got I have one piece of Ed Hardy shirt, <laughs> and I was going to bring Dude, I was on yeah. you hardcore. I was on you yeah, hardcore. Yeah, all over let, me, let me explain that real yeah. quick okay. in, like, 30 seconds. All right. Um, <laughs> I had a deal that I was going to do a clothing line with my kids. Okay. With Christian Roger. And, um, and he, he, it got he, squashed and stuff because of my contract, but... 
Um, you know, I was promoting the brand to push it into my in a kids line and a more conservative kids line, not like tattoo stuff. Right. Yeah. And then I just got railroaded. I mean, <laughs> you did. Dude, you know, Eddie, my, mo- my yeah. mom has all my stuff. She loves it. She looks so great in it. Though. <laughs> Your mom's rocking the Ed Hardy. She's awesome. That's yeah. cool. When you do a show like that and you get as much exposure as you had and and as successful as it was, um, obviously there are some downsides to it, and it can be really uh, disheartening. But there are a lot of positives. Um, what what was the coolest thing that you got to do, especially with the kids? Like, what was just one of the best highlights that you uh, got to experience? Freaking flower miles. No, I'm, uh, <laughs> sure. God, yeah, man. They're awesome. awesome. But uh, my my kids, uh, I don't know. We got to travel a lot and meet a lot of people. And, we, you know, you do morning shows and the other guests. Yeah. You get to meet those people. I mean, all the way from Ellen DeGeneres to Oprah. I'm uh, Drew Carey. Uh, we met a lot, a lot of people, and you know, my kids remember that. They're kind of like, "Who's that guy with the glasses?" Right. Like, what were their reactions yeah. to you? What were the celebrities like when they would encounter you? Because it seemed like a lot of them were, were pretty, uh, were pretty starstruck in their own right, meeting you guys. Yeah, it's kind of weird when people approach you and like, "Oh, can I have your autograph?" And I'm like, "Uh, okay." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't ever ask anyone for theirs. I mean, it's just right. Yeah. Memory and- I'm a normal person, so I figure it's cool. Well, I do want to say that, um, you know, your show was actually pretty important for, you know, me and my wife because uh, we, you know, had babies uh, just after after you did. And, and I'm sure this happened all across the country because it was you were able to, you know, put things into perspective for us. We had one. You know what I mean? And, and here we are. We had a you know, long day. You, you put the kid to bed and you're, you know, you're just sitting there and crying into your beer or, or doing whatever about, you know, how tough the day was. And then you turn your show on and you, you see how you guys are managing and dealing with it. And, and uh, you know, and so we would watch your show. We would watch the show with the Duggars and, and all this sort of stuff. And you really were, um, I think, like a decent outlet for, I, th- I think, um, like new parents and, and parents of, you know, multiple children. Did you sense that, that you were serving an instructional for people like uh, Casey and other families? Uh, no, I was trying to survive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me know what it's like to just have one because I have no idea. <laughs> you know what? Listen, and, and I always tell people this because I have three now, which is nowhere near what you guys have. Um, but uh, I have three now, and, and I just met a, a first-time parent the, on Saturday at this appearance I was at. And I just told her, I said, listen, don't be so hard on yourself because you'll never realize how easy you have it until you just add one more and then add another one on top of that my mom always told me once you have three you can have eight yeah I hate, I hate when people say i just you know i just have three kids yeah it's i just have more than one yeah yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know if you just have one that's okay but if you have yeah, yeah I have more one. than that <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great yeah so i'm i'm listening to all the stuff you're saying and i can't really get if like you sound like you enjoyed doing the show and there were some perks that you really liked but then in the end you said, you know, you, you quit the show. So I don't know if you saw, but there's there's a family in Abington who um, had sex tuplets right. at Abington Hospital. If if they, I don't know if they've been approached or not, but if somebody did approach them, would you say, w- would your advice be, yeah, do the show or no? Well, it's different for everyone. The reason I quit the show is because I didn't want my divorce filmed. So like that whole nine months of going through all that garbage, okay. um, I pretty much squashed it. So I took a moral high ground and I'd made a huge business mistake. But it was I, my moral superseded my business. It's funny because, and it's the way it's the nature of it. We know we prey upon it all the time because in, in the world of entertainment, we figure if people are out there in the public eye, they're, they're fair game. But the perception that the the tabloids put out mm-hmm. and the the, perce- the perception that was coming our way to the general public was that you were just being petulant right. and wanted to shut it down for her. Correct. But you, you're saying the impetus is, and I can understand that you didn't want that divorce to become the focus of the show now. Correct. Okay. 
Is it cool to know that you'll probably always be a question in Trivial Pursuit? Yes, and um, Jeopardy. Jeopardy. Yeah. 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 Everyone calls me or tweets me like, oh, you were just on Jeopardy. I'm like, yeah. what's, the, what, what's the Jeopardy question? It's like uh, something about uh, who has eight kids on a hit reality TV. You know, who is okay. on yeah. this one. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Did, did you, uh, quick question, did you, that uh, American Chopper, uh, yep. did you keep that bike? That bike is at TLC. Maybe I'll get it back someday. Yeah. <laughs> listening. Well, it wasn't oh, yeah. until the end of the you know the run of the show that I actually started to find out who you were and you know sort of what you were all about. And, and they had done some you know some trips where you know Kay was over here, and then you went snowboarding. I was like, oh, cool. He he's a snowboarder, and you were good right. at it too. So you know you you definitely had some interests that were totally overshadowed by and and, and you know unfortunately when you become a parent, sometimes your your likes and hobbies you know have to get shelved a little bit. But well, since you're radio you know about demographics yeah, yeah obviously it wasn't a male demographic show right unless your wife was forcing you to sit in the chair and watch it right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i have a question about you know since you are a divorced parent now and uh how, how do you guys share custody i mean that's yeah custody. Uh, it's got to be just logistically from from uh, timetables and so forth it's got to be hard to do well and in most families like when divorced families kids. don't they you know like all of the kids go to see their dad on this day or to go to see their mom on that day. Yeah. Do you do you get yeah, all we, of them at once? At first, we did nesting where we share, share the house and we rotated in and out because I lived in New York, so I'd come home. Or I lived in uh, California, I'd come home. You so. didn't want to uproot them. No. Yeah. You, you want It's a sense of security. We right. ripped their security away from them by right. getting divorced, so let's keep something the same. And then Kate wanted the house, so I was like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, and then I got my own house, so I have my own house now. And, yeah, we do move them, so... Um, uh, visitation custody's been really well lately. I mean, I just had them uh, Monday night, and uh, it so was do you great. get all of them? Yes, all at of one them. time. Mm-hmm. Okay, we had we had heard initially, and this is what was out in the, in the tabloids, all that stuff. That just child support payments were just uh, ridiculous, off the charts for you. Did has that come back into the realm of? Yeah, I had I had a slow February and March, <laughs> but uh, business wise, but you know I, had, what, what, I paid it all back. Okay, yeah, what, you have to pay back. About how, do you mind saying, or is it how, about how much are you up for every month for in child support? About fifteen hundred, but that's down from twenty two thousand. Jeez. Whoa. $22,000. How do you get it down to fifteen hundred from twenty two thousand? Uh, they go by your last year's. Um, Income. W-2 or okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, what, what are you doing for a living, by the way? Now? I'm a network engineer, but what I'm doing right now is I'm building iPhone and Android apps. Oh, really? So I build them for small businesses like yourself or um, golf courses, bars, clubs, any small business like SMB stuff uh, just to promote. And uh, it's not really that expensive. And uh, is, it, is it going well for you? Yeah, it's going really, really are well. Are you doing like a, G- I'm sorry, like a GPS thing for, for golf courses? Yeah, we're, yeah. we're building uh, GPS for golf courses, scorecard on your phone. Cool. Um, check-in, coupons, QR codes where, like, you know, you golf five times, you get half off your next green fees, um, all sorts of stuff. We had uh, heard for a while there that you were doing, you were installing solar panels. Yeah, I did. Was that, that true? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did solar for a while, but I did the IT side of it, but I okay. had to learn the actual side of it. Okay. Uh, so I, do the in- sure. I did the inversion and the monitoring and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. is the app thing, is this your own business? Uh, I partnered with another business out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and the lead programmers are in California, but there's a couple in Harrisburg, and uh, it's called uh, CreekHouseApps.com, but um, it's really it, it's really about helping other businesses and helping people. So, you know, the reason we can charge so less is because we can. We don't have right. a lot of overhead, Okay, and we have an, an amazing software and, a, and an amazing platform. 
Cool. So you'll you'll create applications for people who want them done. Correct. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, we can do a demo app, your... and then we can go forward. Nice. When uh, the show ended, it seemed like um, Kate was going to transition into um, show business or stay in, in yeah. show business. What is yeah. she doing these days? Uh, I guess she's uh, trying to do the same thing I am. Uh, I, I, don't, I guess she wants to go back on television or whatever she wants to do. But, you know, I kind of I ha- I support her because that's the mother of my kids. Sure. And I want to see her su- uh, succeed. So. My kids can follow. Would you have it? What if she wanted to include the kids in another reality show? Would you be hesitant on that? Um, I kind of be hesitant, but you know, it's we we kind of have to talk about it. Yeah, uh, we you know we have shared custody, so if it came down to that, I kind of take it a day at a time. I don't look towards that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of see you know we got so much going on that uh, it, it's hard enough just to like. You know, transition everyone back and forth anyway. How John, John, who do you look at now out in the public eye and, and go, Christ, man, I could have I, I could have told you ahead of time. <laughs> uh, who's who's going through something that just makes you say, I, I, I could have prevented this for you. Chris Humphreys. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> at least Tiger's winning, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse James wants everyone to like again. Too bad. Um, <laughs> just keep on building motorcycles, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, you're you're right there. You've you've done it. Yeah, I mean, it, when you go to red carpets and you go to uh, stuff like that, you see these people, and I'm just like, oh, I'm glad that's over. You know, it's kind of weird. I did a red carpet in L.A., you know, and you know there's paparazzi there. Sure. But when I left, no one followed me. I was like... Oh my God, I'm free. <laughs> this is great. How did you um, become friends with Rake Yon? Uh, Rake and I, we met uh, uh, through my old girlfriend, Ellen. Uh, she was friends with Melissa, okay. his, his wife. And then I uh, kind of all looped together like Bam and everyone. And mm-hmm. then Rake and I just became friends because we just hang out, you know? Yeah, because I, I had found out that you and Rake were at some party. You, you, were, you guys were somewhere. And I called up Rake. I'm like, please, can you get John in? And he said, uh, all right, I'll talk to him. And then yeah. you, know, you said no. <laughs> what about I, a, time, because I was still under contract. Okay. So now I'm like can do whatever I want. What about uh Shane Victorino? How did you become friends with him? Shane and I um well, he's from Hawaii. That's yes. right. You and, went to his wedding, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. I my, forgot about that. And my family's from Hawaii. Yeah. But I met him through a TLC show, went down and we just kind of like, yo, aloha, bro. <laughs> 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 kind of reconnected and then you know, it's like all my kids look like his kids, so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kate, I need to talk to you. Wines in Pennsylvania that yeah. I know, so it's kind of interesting. Funny. I just found out off air that John and I actually have a mutual friend. My friend George and I went all through college together. We never lived more than ten feet away from each other, and you guys, you went to high school together. Yeah, and George, we, George has twins. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, and uh, and he used to drive you to school. Was it in the White Accord by any chance? The White Accord. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the only man in the world I know that had an automatic car. That could drive at stick. I was yeah. like, what are you doing? Drive two and three are not for racing. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. That's cool. Anything else that you're working on charity wise? Oh, yeah, I got a, a ton. I mean, um, the I guess the Big Brothers Club they they approached me, but basically, you know, I have a I have a job interview Monday. Oh, do you? <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> For where? You want us to put in a good word for you? Uh, it's my brother's friend's company. It's a sport complex in, in, um, in Reading. Yeah. Uh, it's called Game Face. And um, I kind of I want to help them out. They have a huge event coming. So basically, I want to make their brand global. And right. I know how to do that. I know the right people. I've Well, I've done it myself. So yeah. um, I'm trying to just work it all together. I have all these ideas, and I just 
my girlfriend says I have to combine them into one <laughs> and, and focus because I go everywhere. You do your little yeah. I I I I can a little ADD right. I'm like oh yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Like I don't want to sit here anymore. I want to walk around. Door's <laughs> <laughs> not long enough. I want to put my phone in my head. <laughs> you, mentioned, it, you mentioned a uh, girlfriend. You've been in a uh, is this a new relationship? Or? Yeah, it's a new relationship. Okay, good. You've you've had we, we've we've seen what you've been with before, and we yeah, we, we, we only hope you the best this time around. Yeah, she has three kids. So okay. wow. Oh, oh my God. Jesus. <laughs> Christ. Dude, unbelievable. That's, That's nothing, right? But I mean, really, yeah. <laughs> to this John, point, yeah. yeah. What the hell? Well, you know, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Add three more. It doesn't sure. matter. Sure. <laughs> why not? I'm super domesticated, so I might as well be domesticated. Right. Uh, well, John Agamit, I got to admit, you're a very nice guy. <laughs> Thank we, you. We appreciate you, uh, you coming by here today. And if there's uh, something else you want to come in and talk about, let us know. All right, sure, man. No problem. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you an app. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll talk to you about getting an app yeah. together. Yeah. Probably. Cool. Uh, cool. All right. John Gosselin. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment, so stay where you are. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes? You guessed it. Weekly. Podcasts? Oh yeah, MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. Speaking of websites, there's one that I go to regularly. It's called Fark.com. There's all kinds of uh, great stories, and I get, uh, you know, when, when we play the, yeah, Exactly. Get Whenever you play that, I probably found it off of a Fark or okay. a similar website. And I saw this, and sometimes they'll do surveys. And I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, someone had posted, I can always get ketchup to come right out of the bottle. What pointless superpowers do you have? And there are other ones uh, that are on this list. This guy says, I always win at Mac Whack-A-Mole. Uh, Casey has a superpower. What is it? Casey's words with friends uh, uh, capability. Yeah, but I, I lose quite a bit, too, so I don't want that to be my superpower. What about Connect Four? Oh. Pretty good. Dude, I met, I met some yeah, some guy good. who was watching you play Connect Four at the uh, at the barbecue. Uh huh. He goes, "Dude, he's so serious, and he's winning all the." T-. I was like, "Yeah, he is. He's the best player we've ever seen." So, what pointless superpower would you say you have? Here's uh, here we go. This uh, this guy says he posted, "I yawn with a little Chewbacca rumble at the end of it." Oh, really? Yes. Wow. <sighs> and this one, I kind of, I somewhat have this uh, this superpower myself. It says, if something gets knocked off of a shelf, uh, dropping soap in the shower, knock over something on the table, I almost always catch it. Mm-hmm. I have good reactions and reflexes. So your re- your reflex, I'm kind of good like that. You know, if I'm reaching for something on on a high shelf and well, it you falls, can juggle. Bam! I can usually grab it. I can juggle. But that. Yep. So we're we're talking something That's more 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 during the day. Matter of fact. Yeah. Ability, yeah. like but, uh, being able to 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 uh, teleport. Here's one that says, "I can tell you exactly what celebrity you are trying to think of that the person you see looks like." Oh, okay. That's, oh, that's good. Superpower. I'm pretty good with. I'm I'm good. Pretty good with determining. Well, is that a superpower though? It's a semi. It's it things. Well, semi superpower. Here, here, yeah. It says pointless Catching superpower. Catching soap isn't yeah. either. No, it isn't either. But like several people posted that they can always find a good parking spot. I'm good with uh, identifying uh, people by their in movies. If I see an actor or actress, I can identify them 
from other projects, even if they're fairly oh, young yeah. in their career? I would say that's definitely your your superpower. I'm good at that. You're good at that. You're really good at that. What is it? What is he good at? Just, just. I see well, an actor in a movie, and it, you know, and I can say, okay, he was this dude in that movie. He was also in another movie. He he can name those obscure movies. I'm good at that, right? During yeah, and that's that's what I hang my hat on. Yeah. It's you not know, like what? I climb Kilimanjaro or anything. Right. <laughs> I think uh, I can turn dessert into dinner. I think that's a pretty good superpower. Uh, I've seen does. Casey do it all the time. Yeah. He can turn salad into cookies. Yeah, I had um, I had dessert for dinner on Sunday night, and uh, not many people can do that. How's that sleep apnea? <laughs> <laughs> this one says I can pick up a lot of things with my toes. Do you know they used to be able I'm to pretty do good that? What I used to be able to pick up cans, the rim of a can, by holding. <laughs> Without using your With, thumb. R- right, without using my thumb. But okay. I, I don't think I could By do it anymore. Rim. That's kind of weird. Yeah, when I, was a, when, I, when I was a little kid, I could hold cans huh. that way. <laughs> I mean, not, not women's fun bags I'm right. talking about. Actual cans. Cans. You know which one really impressed me was the girl that could speak backwards instantaneously? Yeah. Like, like, that's that pretty awesome. damn impressive. Is that a superpower? That's yeah. a, are you kidding me? Okay. That's insanely powerful. This text message, and I'm paraphrasing, says, I can finish in 15 seconds. Well, I was going to say that. I can have sex with a woman without giving them any pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> that is an astonishing ability. Right? Yeah. In 15 seconds. I can make them cry every time, but not because of, of, of any pain they're experiencing because it was so inadequate. Here, this one. This text says, I always know when it's 11-11. I always know when the time is 11-11. Um... What else you know what? I, I, I do not need an alarm clock to wake up and wake up at the exact really? t- appropriate time. Yes. I will wake up at uh, 3.50 every morning. I almost attempted to do that last night. My uh, alarm clock got unplugged. <laughs> you would have I not know. made it. I know. Oh, God. Casey, you, you, you don't you know wake what? up if you're being hit with a baseball bat. <laughs> Can we try this tomorrow? Sure. We We're love to. we not yeah, set yeah. do that. <laughs> Give us a call mid-afternoon and tell us how it went. I would wake up at about 7 o'clock. Would you? Yeah, that's usually the time that even even on the weekends I'll wake up at seven. I'll go back to sleep, but yeah. usually around seven about is my. Six thirty for I me. Can, I can think of a time that I'm supposed to wake up and and get pretty close to it. It's like Kramer did that on Seinfeld. I know, yeah. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people have this, but my brothers don't need a watch to tell time. You wow, know, as, really? As, yeah, like especially so pretty good at uh... like when it's sunny out. You know what I mean? Like they can look at the sun where it is yeah. and tell. But my one brother can do it. Exact, like he can, you know, he can say it's two fifteen, you know, as opposed to between two and two thirty. Like, really, yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's like you know, you know, is a special uh, superhero ability the ability that Menstro had to to uh, that to smell yeah. period. With that guy, could somehow or another, if we we got a group of women in in the room, and he could by their natural scent. The by pheromones their, by their natural stank. Yeah, mm-hmm. to, yeah, by their natural stank. <laughs> yeah, he could he could tell whether or not they were menstrual or not. Your cooter smells like death. Oh, yeah. Jesus, uh, it someone, must be that. Yeah, time. it must. May, would I be in a pro- Someone texted in and said that their farts always smell like Kit Kats. <laughs> no, they don't. That's what I they want, said. I want to try. <laughs> you know what I'm pretty good at is telling the age of a child. And I'm think, pretty good at that. Uh, yeah, I mean, like uh, months uh, of a baby and years of a, a toddler. I'm, I'm pretty All good right. at it. Yeah. You know what's amazing? The ability you can recall the entire script of Tron. It's, <laughs> I tried to show you one time. You guys were non-believers. Yeah. I can, when I'm driving a manual, I can always tell you how fast I'm going without really? looking at the odometer. Yeah. Without looking at Just, the odometer? Yeah. Well, speed speedometer. Whatever. <laughs> without even looking at the cigarette lighter. What yeah, if you're on that even looking at it. Here's another pointless 
Uh, superpower, this person says they always know where north, south, east, and west are. I'm no, good with that. that. I'm really? good with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good with that, I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> my pancreas is magnetic. Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> I can I can tell. I can get anywhere anytime. Like, uh, if I've been someplace once, I'll, I'll find it again, no problem. I have a good natural uh, sense of direction. Yeah. My wife has, is, is terrible at it. You know, it's innate, too, because I had it when I was three. I, I directed my, my grandmother how to get me from my house when I was in a three-year-old to daycare, and... You know, it's just, it, it, if you have it, you have it, and if you don't, you don't. Every day when I go home, I have to go over to the neighbor's house and get my wife, because she's, <laughs> she's in the wrong house. That's like my sister-in-law. She thought her car was stolen at the mall. She just walked out the wrong side of the mall. She walked <laughs> around awesome. for ever it's, and ever it's and ever. great. Yeah. This person says, my superpower is I can lick my elbow. I thought it was physically impossible to lick your elbows. Try it, Kath. Come right. on. Preston. And that's not a boob trick. Is that either. an amputee? Uh, you know what? I didn't yeah. ask that. Nah, she can't. She's close. I can you, you touch to... your elbows behind your back? I know, that's why I thought I could do that. Well, well you, you can stick can that tongue out again. Yeah. Hold yeah. on. Can you yeah. bleach your own anus? Yes, we've gone over this. My tongue is huge. Let's go over <laughs> it again. Oh you can God. lick your nose. Jesus. Yeah, that's right. You do have you a lick my tongue. nose? <laughs> can you touch <laughs> your elbows behind your back? Yeah. Yeah. Try it. Maybe these girls can do it. What? The elbows. Yeah, can you touch your elbows behind your back? What's the other one? Put them together? Can you take your pants off? No, there's there's one where you, yeah, there's one in the front. Yeah, where yeah. you put touch your elbows together in the front or something like that. Can you well. cover you your cleanage. eyes with your own balls? I'm pretty good at untying knots. I think that's kind of a are you really power? Yeah, like in various knots. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we have a special guest here today. Commencement at Harvard. Uh, this gentleman can untie knots. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Sit down. Sit down. Wait, you can un- untie them or tie them? No, untie them. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I so th- if thought- you like, if your you know shoelaces are all bound up and you can't get the, I, I'm I'm pretty good at. How about the, a necklace, like a chain? <laughs> I'm pretty good at that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Why do you have Wait, some knots? Back off? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, I wouldn't let my things knot up. Because being able to tie. <laughs> Various knots is actually kind of impressive. We went over with, through that in oh, Cub Scouts, right. and there there are several different kinds of, of knots that you can tie. You know, half hitches and, and things like that. And I learned a few of them. I, I forgot them immediately. Uh, the bowline and stuff like that. I thought that's what you were talking. about. That's why the best dominatrixes are former Girl Scouts. Yeah, but these are pointless superpowers, Preston. Not, not absolutely pointful. These are pointless superpowers. You can untie any knot. Not any you know, knot. I, I tend to not think of myself as. Exceptional in any way, so I I, I don't ca- you know catalog no, the things just, that I'm good at. These are just goofball things that you know that that not many people. I can be bald. Take a moment to think about. You can be you can, bald. You can I do that well? Do you know any people that are double jointed? That's a yes. that's a fallacy, right? You can't you can't be well, double. You can you can be flexible, but yeah, you can't be double jointed. Te- it's just they they yeah. called it that. Technically, you don't have extra joints. I tell you what was always freaky is the people who could flip their eyelids over. Yeah, I oh, that. I can do that. that was I never. You can can do anyone that? do that yeah. here? Can anyone flip their eyelids? And we have oh, a full that, studio today. God, that's Blues disgusting. girls. Anybody? Oh, I used like to be that. able to do that kid and play, jump over your leg thing. Oh, yeah, yeah try that. Yeah. No, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> that oh, I, I'd love yeah. to see that now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> This text said that uh, John Blaris's uh, superpower is chiming in at the wrong moment. <laughs> yes, that's right. I mm. used to be good at that. Ugh. He can kill a conversation. Ugh. Some people have a super talent of winning radio call-in contests. Yes. There are people that are regular winners, and they're just mm-hmm. good at it. They're called prize pigs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. But also, no, that Preston, especially with you, um, people, uh, they know your pentameter, and they... 
they well, and they're going to call at the end of every break anyway. Yeah. So because that's when you tend to usually give away prizes at, at the end of breaks. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, which is, and it's a fact that sometimes the way the phone circuits are or ever plays out, certain areas are more prone to generate list winners than other areas. <laughs> Wait a minute. You truth. know what, Nick, do me a favor. Huh? Call this person who says they can do the alphabet backwards in less than five seconds. Okay. Call them. Right I want to hear that. Call them. I've never heard anybody do the Where's alphabet it? successfully. In backwards. less than five seconds? Uh, is oh, yeah. that even possible? Let me try. Well, somebody else, I got one that said, um, can you do it backwards, Casey? Yeah, I'm going to mess up just because I'm on the spot now, but you ready? Yep. One, two, Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-K. Oh, damn it. Oh, that was so LK. good. I know, but it was LK. Oh. Huh. Son of, son of a bitch. You disgrace our show. Yeah. There's a, I got an email from a woman named Christina, and she said, I can, you go? I can say all the helping verbs in less than five seconds. Ah. What are the helping what verbs? What are helping verbs? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Get her, get her on the uh, line. All right, we'll all right. Do that. Hang get on her a on the horn. Let me go. Uh, these are other super pointless superpowers. Hi, Katie. How you doing? Hey, Bartle dude. Bartle baby, what's going on? I have this weird superpower where I always get a good parking spot at the mall. Always, even even around, even around Christmas. Even around Christmas, which always amazes me. Uh, I don't, I don't drive around looking for one. But I don't always go to the same part of the mall. Okay. But it's always good. I always am, am close by. And so one of my favorite you... things to do is to walk back out to my car with my packages like I'm leaving and then put them in and then go back in the mall. You're oh. just evil. Yeah. Oh, you're such an a-hole. Yeah. So that's that's kind of karmic power, Steve. That's, uh, that's You're just, you're lucky. Yeah, it, 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 it comes along. But I, I guess you can be blessed with a special ability. Sure. Yeah. Let me go to Megan here. Hey, Megan, good morning. Oh, uh, what's up? You guys rock. Thank you. Thank you. So my boss, she rarely dreams, but if she dreams about fish, she always, that means that somebody around us or somebody that we know has gotten pregnant. If your boss dreams about fish, someone around <laughs> you has gotten pregnant. Yeah, like somebody else we work with or somebody else that she knows has gotten pregnant. And it's notorious. Like, I've worked with her since I was 16. I'm 22 now. And she has never missed. Now, does she say that she dreamt of fish after they announced their pregnancy? Yeah, right. Nope. Nope. Not at all. She'll come in and she'll say, guys, I had a dream about fish. Huh. And so then we're like, oh, my God, who's pregnant? <laughs> and it's been on spot on every time. Every single time. Wow. Pretty wild. Let's try Aiden here. Aiden, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Are you the one that texted in? Absolutely. You can do the alphabet backwards in five seconds. Under five seconds. Take Under you, five take seconds. Your, uh, Casey's I got, got a stopwatch. All right. When Casey says go, Aiden, let's hear it, okay? All right. All right, you ready? Yep. Set, go. Wow. Good Lord. Okay. What? Hang on one second. You're going to check for accuracy, um, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, you know, we're going to do this again. I need to check for accuracy, but by the way, that was uh, about four seconds. That was awesome. That was awesome. All right, you ready? All right. You're going to record I'm, him I'm this gonna time? I'm going to record this. All right, All right you ready? Yep. Aiden, set, go. Okay. I, th- I think he's got it. All right, hold on. So that's 26 letters in four seconds. Okay. Wow. That was a lot of drunken nights in college. Yeah. <laughs> so would you ever make money off that? Would you bet people? No. Everybody knew I could do it. <laughs> All right. Slow if down. you play it backwards, they're not going to sound. If you play it backwards, yeah. it's not going to sound. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's it. We want to be the UTF or QP. I 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 want to be the UTF or QP. I
A B C D F G H J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y Z. Can you do it forwards in less than five seconds? I have no idea to be honest. No, no, no. I'm not talking to you. Shut up. Hold on. I can't decipher it's, that. He got it. Yeah. Good job, Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too much work to prove that you didn't get it. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you did it. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I want the helping verbs. I want to yeah. find out what those yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what those are. Um, they are. Oh, here we go. Paula can do all the prepositions. My wife can do this, by the way. Okay. Oh, she knows all the prepositions. Great. Okay. Yep. All right. You ready? Okay. Set. Go. About across, among, around, at, behind, below, beside, between, by, down, during, for, from, in, inside, into, near, up, on, over, to, under, up, with. Not bad. Damn. Yeah, Damn, yeah. girl. Damn, you are good. That's a superpower. talent. That's right. You're Five all seconds. up in that language, Ines. Thank that's, you. That's us Glenside people. Ah. Uh, oh, yeah. The home of prepositions. Go Glenside. <laughs> Thank you. Very nice. Paula. That yeah. is a, sort of a, a cool ability. Yeah. There's no real way to check if she's done it, you know? I mean, we're not going to, no. I guess. Well, honestly, uh, that would require a little no, she additional it. work. It seemed to be correct. Yeah. There was a song, I think, that... Uh, yeah, it was like when Eden Shear did the, um, all the uh, periodic table elements. That was impressive, That was too. awesome. She buzzed so many people emailed and said something to me about the, how impressed they were. With she's that. astonishing. Yeah, that was very cool. But she's, she's a professional actress. Yeah, she is. Absolutely. Uh, hang on a second. Craig, are you there, sir? <laughs> you got me. How you doing, man? I'm fine. Uh, Steve and I share the same superpower of uh, useless knowledge about celebrities and TV. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks to my knowledge of TV, I can remember lines of dialogue, or complete lines of dialogue from only seeing it once. Okay, from seeing it one time. Yeah. What would you say your 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 strong period of of television would be? Because maybe we can throw something at you and see if you can do it. Uh, any uh, seventies uh, sitcom. All right. Pretty much happy days. Oh, seventies sitcoms. Yeah. All right. Can you remember the the dialogue that first occurred the first time uh, Fonzie was on Happy Days? The first time you saw him. Uh, yeah, it was when the blue jacket, um, and he said, uh, "Bull makes the world go round." Bull makes the world go round. Yeah, bull makes the world go round. He was trying to say bull ass, but right. he couldn't say it back then. And he had to go right on the bathroom wall. Yeah, and, I, I yeah. think I, that wow. sounds about right because he didn't speak a lot in the beginning. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, I remember he, the whole. I, yeah, and I remember the whole episode for Richie fights back because I was bullied, so I do that whole dialogue left and right when they try to make Richie into a ping pong. I mean, a pinball machine. Right, and uh, finally oh, comes over to right. hey, hey, you, and he makes him make, make the noise. Go ahead. Yeah, he goes, uh, ping pong, ping pong, ping pong. And then Fonzie comes over, he goes, hey, whoa, whoa, you, hold your ping. Now, what we have here is a case of mistaken identity. See, now, this here, points to Richie, is a human being. And this, at closer look, he grabs Jeff Conaway, yeah. pulls him on again. It's a pinball machine. And how does it go? A bing bong, bing bong. Yeah, yeah, you think you got it now? You think you got it? It was just a common mistake, Fonzie. It could happen to anybody. Can we go now? Oh, yeah. I think you learned enough for one day. We wouldn't want to overload your brains. All right. Yeah. Hey, Frank, why don't you run? Nice, I remember nice. that sequence. Yes. Yeah. Good, Craig. Uncanny. You, know you got me beat on that. I'm, I'm going to put Craig on the spot because I just want to hear this because yeah. he, he did this for us one time and it was so funny. Uh, in The Jerk. When he oh, explains yes. <laughs> how many days it actually felt like being with Bernadette Peters. Tweety, uh, um, you look so peaceful. You almost look dead. She's asleep, being right? Yeah. Yeah. I know it's only been eight weeks and six days, but being with you feels like nine weeks and five days. The first day felt like a week. Second day felt like six days. Third day felt like two weeks. 
fourth day felt like a week and a half. <laughs> and the fifth day, you went to visit your mom, so that just felt like a day. But on the sixth day and the seventh, when you came back, it started seeming like three days. <laughs> and on the seventh day, it felt like the first day going into the fifth. And the seventh day felt like two weeks. I got this written down somewhere. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's a great one of my favorite sequences. All right, well, that's your superpower, man. Thanks I, for sharing. I, yeah, I can also moderately entertain black and white people at the same time. Oh, yeah. nice. right. Not bad. That's, that's a good talent. Work Thanks, Ben. You know what I did yesterday? I ran through, mentally, I ran through, son, we live in a world with walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? And you can still do that? I can still do the yeah, whole thing. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, Men's with it. guns. I so shut up. <laughs> Go get on your sled. Listen, and here's what you gotta understand. You gotta be guided by men's with guns, and it's, it's and they look good. Those men, they in their outfits looking all nice, and their buttocks is just you know sticking out there. All men's is men's all defending us and everything down men's there in Cuba. Guns. Men's. All right, here's the helping curve. Looking curves. so wonderful. Let's stop on the men's. Men's. We're going to Christina. <laughs> See, Casey, I have phones. I can, I can. Uh, I don't have that. I can distract everybody from my, my but f ups. I did find out a couple of months ago that if I just say the f word after my mess ups, don't yes, do that. We're not going to do that. I'm anymore. not going to yeah. do that. Christina. Yes. Hello. Hello. So uh, this is your superpower. You can do all the helping verbs in three seconds. Yes, I can. All right. Let's hear them. Ready. Am- yep. Set. Go. Well, I did four seconds. Understand? I don't think she got to them all because I see may, might, must. She, that, those were the last ones she said. Oh, may, might, must. Yeah, be, did. being, been, am, are, is, was, were, do, does, did, should, could, would, have, had, has, will, can, shall. Can you read those in less than five seconds? Is there uh, some of the, uh, 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 you know, just improv that you have been known, to, uh, become to known as? You know what? I'm not a, I'm not a fast uh, reading copy. Right. I, I can't do it. I never have been a fast reader. I, I, it's hard to do, man. I used to rock at that stuff because yeah. I was, I would do a lot of commercial production and imaging production, and and so you'd have to get the, that stuff out in super quick. Uh, order and uh, I don't think I have that uh, ability nah, anymore. Even when I was doing it, I, I I couldn't do it. I'll tell you what you can do though, better than anybody maybe I've ever seen is just pick up copy and do it. Like, if you've never read it before, and make <laughs> yeah. it sound like you, you know, know what? what you're, yeah. you're really that is a that. superpower yeah. of mine. Yeah. You're right. Sometimes they'll they'll hand me a piece of uh, of uh, commercial copy, and you sound like a pro. And I have not had a chance to. Absor- Are you going to give me French yeah. copy? Ready? Uh, on your mark. We're okay. giving away a secret. No, no, no. <laughs> give me a music bed. I'll give you a music bed. And and sixty seconds. Sixty seconds. Generally, commercials have to last sixty seconds. And I'll even start dude, the bed for whoever you. Whoever this client is, this is getting a free spot. Free <laughs> spot. Okay. What, no, you're okay. absolutely fine. Right. Here, I'll remind you. Casey. Ball sacks are yummy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Something? You're right. Got one. Okay. Yes, this is for your vagina, Preston. Are right, you ready? Yeah. I have bristly hair around my genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem most women have at some point or another. What? They call me old Brillo JJ. Bristly hair. Right, we have like an this. elephant, you know. Right, I got to do this now? And then we got to break for a commercial. Okay, all right. Uh, I'm going to take a moment to talk to about our friends at Classic, Classic Harley-Davidson. Uh, they're selling new and pre-owned Harley-Davidson motorcycles, and they're in Leesport near Reading, so nearby. Financing, insurance, extended service plans available for any bike purchase at all. Listen, it's general motor parts and accessories, motor clothes, uh, home accessories. Service department has seven technicians at either expert or master level. So whatever you, they, you need, they're going to get for you. 
and they have an in-house dino dynamometer. Now, that measures the power, and they have a motorcycle safety program. So, if you're new to uh, motorcycling, you definitely want to get in on that and learn the ropes. You can check it out at pamsp.com. And before taking the class, you need to get a motorcycle perma- permit from PennDOT, and then you register online for the course. Uh, Classic Harley Davidson offers this course at their dealerships. Just visit ClassicHarley.com for details. You can call them as well. It's 610-916-7777 or visit ClassicHarley.com to learn more. That's 60 seconds. There you go. Nice. Thank you very much. Now, what did I say? You donked that. Let me see that. Hey, you did donk it. I'll tell you something. You made a lot of men's proud. (laughs) Dino-momometer. Dino-momometer. It's D-Y-N-O-M-O-meter. Dino-mo-meter. Dino-mo-meter. All right, we got to take a break. Thank you very much for your superpowers. Very impressive. Sharing this I feel a little bit better about myself We now. appreciate that. You should. There are yeah. special abilities that we all have, and we just need to pinpoint them. We'll be back in a minute. Stay right there. Preston and Steve's 25th Annual Camp Out for Hunger. Supporting Phil Abundance at Xfinity Life inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Starting Monday, November 7th, they'll be live from inside the Bimbo Bakeries USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, your support has always been amazing and we're hoping you can help out again. Plus, we've missed your faces. Come enjoy some Dunkin' Coffee, have fun, and say hi. Donate non-perishable food items at our drive through drop-off with volunteers equipped by Stoffer Glove and safety or make a donation at WMMR.com and at the register of your local Acme market. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Made possible by Comcast Spectacor and the Philadelphia Flyers, Whitehorse RV Center, Keen Compressed Gas, Xfinity from Comcast, Wisfist Bank, and Mayfair Fence. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. And the first Bees file this morning is brought to you by Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. All right, so a hitchhiker who says that he's writing a memoir called Kindness in America and claimed that he was a victim of a drive-by shooting in Monta admits he actually shot himself. What? Ray Dolan of uh, Julian, West Virginia. Admitted Thursday night that his earlier claim was false. No charges were immediately filed against Dolan, but the case remains under investigation. He was just trying to scare up some uh, publicity for yeah. the book, right? Yeah, he had claimed a man in a maroon pickup pulled over and shot him in the arm while he you was hitting him. Um, along U.S. Highway 2 west of Glasgow, Montana. Authorities arrested a... Idiot. <laughs> They arrested a 52-year-old man and charged him with felony assault. So, so they had some dude. They did. Yeah. Who apparently was driving a maroon uh, truck. Right. And, but they've dropped... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they've dropped the charges, and this guy admitted that he shot himself. <laughs> a, a Texas teacher won't be returning to her suburban San Antonio school next year after she ordered up to 24 kindergarten students to line up and hit a classmate who was accused of being a bully. The teacher is accused of orchestrating... So the school doesn't sanction group beatings? No. (laughs) The teacher is accused of orchestrating the incident after a younger colleague at Salinas Elementary School asked her advice on how to discipline the six-year-old accused of bully. I know. Let's all line up and beat the crap out of him. According to the police report, the teacher told the students, hit him and hit him harder. In the face. And that the teacher who originally sought advice only intervened after one of the children hit the boy hard on his upper back. 
Uh, the report also said some of the children didn't want to hit the boy, but did so because they were afraid not to. How could she possibly think uh, this wouldn't impact her job? Every now and then, I, I mean, somebody come on. is an idiot. Uh, Amy Neely and the mother is the mother of the accused bully and said that her son isn't a problem child and that this was the first she'd heard of teachers having problems with him. So, obviously, that ain't good. Uh, I'm going to punch you in the ovary. <laughs> wow. I'm going to punch you in the ovary. Uh, police Sergeant James Griffith. Experience. Perhaps if you could actually see the soundboard, you'd push the record. You have camouflage over your face. Uh, police Sergeant James Griffith experienced a first in his career when two cows died after falling off of Route 222 from the old Lancaster Pike overpass near... Googlersville? Googlersville! Yeah, that's what it looks like. Or Gowglersville. Gowglersville. Uh, Griffith said one cow died on impact while the other was hit by a tractor trailer. The cows belonged to a herd of 14 that escaped from a farm. Uh, he was on the scene with the cows trying to find an owner while he was farther up. Take that thing off your head. Yeah. You're hitting the wrong button. <laughs> While he was further up the highway, something spooked the cows, sending them uh, barreling toward the end of the wall. Now, Griffith Could it be said, the lightning we heard? It might have been. That? Yes. Yeah. That was ahead of the game. Griffith said that once the first of the cows got to the edge and saw the 20 to 30 foot drop, they stopped. However, the other cows rammed into their backs and the momentum created a domino whoa, effect, whoa, whoa, whoa. bumping two cows off the edge and onto the highway. The cows landed on the highway, got up and started running, only to collide with the front passenger side of a tractor trailer, and that truck had to be towed out of there. <laughs> a federal magistrate judge recommended a motorist lawsuit against the city of Columbus, Ohio, should be thrown out earlier this year. The city impounded a 2002 Saturn SC2 belonging to Michelle Mathis after she was hospitalized from a traffic accident. When Mathis, she was hit by a cow. Now, listen to this. When Mathis was released, she had no way to get the car back. Now, her case was not helped by her handwritten demand to the court for $500 billion <laughs> in damages. I'm going to consider this request for $500 billion. <laughs> Mathis believes the city sold her car and holds Just a grudge. to get that notarized, and then we'll issue your check for $500 billion. <laughs> she... she Insisted. I'm saying on the paperwork, here, yeah, you got that, yeah, you got a photo ID. All right, uh, we'll cut that check and send it out to you uh, for five hundred billion dollars. She insisted the, la- the lack. She of- buy another Saturn with that. The lack of uh, notice represented a violation of her due process rights. Now, Wednesday is the day we issue the billion dollars and above checks. But the federal official test to investigate the claim. <laughs> For the court was not impressed. It's amazing that people have such a, you know, a lack of, 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 of knowledge about yes. what constitutes a viable settlement. Uh, the judge maintained that there was no constitutional problem implicated by a city refusing to return a car as long as it was seized for a legitimate reason. Uh, the judge also recommended dismissal because no pattern of misconduct had been established. And we'll wrap it up right there. That is what I have in the B file for you today. Uh, we shall take a break, I believe. Yes. And, uh, come back in a moment. Stay there. Wait, what's he? Where was that place, Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh. Don't bother your friends. 
If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks and we've got bigger problems. Our next guest, and I love this stuff. Uh, you've seen him all over uh, several different channels. Netchy, yeah. Sci-Fi. History Channel. History, yeah. Uh, stuff like that, and um, he's a uh, writer, television presenter, and a prophet of the idea that aliens interacted with ancient humans. This is our favorite version of this song, by the way. Uh, please welcome Giorgio Sukalos to the yeah. show this morning. Thank you very much. Good morning, here. Giorgio. How are you? Good morning. Very well. I have to tell you, and I was telling you just before we, we started, is that I have seen you constantly because I watch all those channels, History, Nat Geo, and you're on all the time. You're the go-to dude when it has to do with alien intervention. And uh, years ago, I there was a book that was huge, Char- uh, Chariots of the, of the Gods. Yes. Eric Von Denigan, right? Yes. And, and this was a, a revolution. I bought into... I'm one of these guys that's on the fence. It, 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 I would love for it to be the case. I find it very intriguing, and then you, you know, and then I c- kind of become skeptical. And then you hear something that sort of reinvigorates your belief. How did you get into this? And how? Where do you? You know, where does all this philosophy of yours generate from? Well, to be honest with you, I too am on the fence still. Whenever I see new pieces of evidence, right. because I'm not just one guy who says this is how it is and period. Right. That's only the meme of me that you know right. says that. Sure. However, you know, to me, it has to be tangible. It has to be physical, and I have to go out there and see these things for myself. For myself, in order to say, yep, this is definitely something that I would consider proof or evidence, and something not. That's a bit too far fetched. So even to me, there are certain things that are too far-fetched, but I had the great privilege of traveling around the world as a kid, and I was introduced to these topics at a very young age, and here we are. I did mean, you did you go see the things as depicted in, in uh, Chariots of the Gods, these large etchings? I guess the premise being that things of that, uh, that size could not have been orchestrated on, on the ground level, that they had to have some sort of... Yes. Uh, 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 you know, angle from up high. Right. What you're referring to, for example, are the Nazca lines. And right. It's a fact that you can only see them from the air. Yeah. And so the idea is, well, for what? Why? Because the ancient, uh, the Nazcans didn't have any hot air balloons and things like that. Sure. With which to have seen the, you know, the ground. So the question is, why was any of this done? And, you know, the great misconception is that the ancient alien theory suggests that everything, all the ancient monuments were built by aliens. Right. And that's not necessarily true. Of course, all the ancient monuments were built by humans with humans, you know, sweat and blood. Yeah. However, all the ancient texts are saying the same thing, that these feats were accomplished with the assistance from above. You're, you're see, you're, you see things and, and you make a strong case. I've seen it time and time again. That there is um, that they do refer to things where perhaps then I'd say Zontar came over to me and said, you know, just flew in from Jupiter. Can I give a hand? Uh, but but it, but but there is stuff to suggest that wherever they're looking for, whether it be they're talking about a deity or they're talking about a godlike presence. That's what you're saying. Exactly. And by godlike presence, you know, our listeners have to understand that we're not talking about God, all capital G's, right. uh, G-O-D. But what we're talking about is that our ancestors were visited by flesh and blood extraterrestrials whom they misperceived to be divine right. or spiritual. And they never really were. Our ancestors sim- simply didn't understand the technological aspects, not because they were intellectual 
intellectually primitive, but because they were technologically primitive. And Arthur C. Clarke, he really said it best. He summed up the ancient alien theory wonderfully by suggesting any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Right. And that is the exact description or conclusion of the ancient alien theory. Now, 2001, which is probably my favorite movie of all time, is, is and that, that posits the notion that... Um, and there's been this inexplicable jump in intelligence in man's history. Where, where about does that occur when we suddenly take, and even the scientists, and uh, you know, are, are, are don't quite know how it happened, but we appear to have a huge leap in intellect uh, that happened along our timeline. About when does that happen? Well, you know, we've been around for about you know 250,000 years, and yeah. we've coexisted with Neanderthal and all those other human ancestors. But in those 250,000 years, for about 200,000 years, our brain development or our brain volume was the same. And then all of a sudden, our brain development tripled in volume and we, quote unquote, became intelligent. Right. And still today, geneticists, archaeologists, anthropologists, we're all wondering what was it that all of a sudden gave us this, the, the light switch essentially turned on, this big bang of intelligence right. and knowledge? And according to the ancient alien theory, that is when there was a, a deliberate mutation of our genes, which was implemented by extraterrestrials, and that they then essentially jump-started human civilization. And that's what 2001 depicts, at least in, yes. in, in, in the movie, the monolith. The primitive man touches the monolith and is infused now with this new knowledge, learns how to kill and, and make tools, exactly. weapons, and we're off and, and running. that whole thing happened worldwide. See, sometimes people are saying, oh, you're only suggesting that this stuff happened in South America right. or in Africa. And that's not necessarily the case. The ancient alien theory suggests that Every single ancient culture, whether it's in, it was in Europe or even in Scandinavia or China, Asia, that all those cultures, the very original cultures, all were visited and jump-started. You know what, what fascinates me, too? And, and people are, you know, listen, we don't know everything. I, I try to keep my mind open as far as this stuff goes. But when somebody like Stephen Hawking says that he wasn't comfortable with the information that was placed on, I guess, on, on the Voyager. Yes. Because he felt if that information got out, and he's, this is a certainly a brilliant man, said he was worried that we were basically tipping our hands to other forces in the universe. In other words, you might, you, you know, don't wish for something, you might get it. Absolutely. And I thought that was fascinating, too, insofar that I respectfully disagreed with the guy because he essentially likened the whole idea to when the conquistadors arrived on the shores of Central and South America and essentially decimated that population. And he has suggested that if aliens would were to find out that, you know, intelligent life exists, well, that's debatable here on right, Earth, right, yeah. um, then, you know, it would essentially mean that when they come here, they would completely annihilate us. And I would have to disagree with that because of two things. One, the conquistadors were human beings. So they were from our own race, number yeah. one. And number two, according to the ancient alien theory, aliens have had a crucial... Um, a crucial part in our evolutionary 
development. Right. And so you don't go there and kill your offspring after so and so many thousands of years. Or you hope not. You would hope <laughs> yeah. not. Of course not. Right. Yes. I mean, that's, of course, the idea. But now you take somebody like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, who talks about for, for our exploration of space that it, it's it's virtually absolutely impossible to because of the expanse of space to cover the to, to get to another you know a planets out where there might be life it's just something beyond the, the scope of imagination and you hear about things well we'll never travel at the speed of light and then about a month and a half ago they did something they were able to generate something that traveled particles particles yeah. at the, the at the near speed of light mm-hmm. so there, there is, there's always this possibility. How do you believe if they came here, did they, I mean, I, I know I'm, this is hard to ask you a question, you have no idea, but theoretically, how would they have gotten here? And, and thank you for yeah. saying that I have no idea, yeah, because yeah. that's absolutely correct. To suggest that, you know, we would even begin to comprehend right. how this would be possible, all I would have to say to that is... Just because we can't do right. it right now doesn't mean another civilization who's potentially 100,000 years older than us that they can't do it either. I mean, we are in technology's infancy. We're babies compared to other civilizations that are, you know, potentially hundreds of thousands of years St- older. So statistically, the odds exactly. are that there are – I mean, you have to open up your mind to everything. I think I was reading a um – some article, it said the amount of, of possible knowable knowledge in the universe, we know maybe 1.2% of the knowable knowledge, and which is leaves a lot of room for, yes, it's possible. Right. And the thing is, you know, nobody denies the fact that the distances between the stars are indeed vast. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Neil deGrasse Tyson. Right. We appeared on, on, on a couple of shows together. And so I find it truly fascinating. But the bottom line is... That, you know, it's the height of human arrogance when we essentially uh, tell ourselves, well, we can't do this, meaning, uh, and that automatically means that somebody else can't do it either. Right. And that to me is like, you know, very limited because, you know, who are we? We are a very young civilization and we are most certainly not the pinnacle of creation. Yeah, and I think you have to be careful, and you are careful with how you approach this and the the language that you use when trying to explain your theories because there are a lot of people out there that will call you a crackpot that will attack you sure. for having certain beliefs, you know, and, and I, the hypocritical nature of, you know, of, of how we are. It's, is, it's know, what we like, do, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I go to a Catholic church, so, um, you know, t- so to... in in Think that you're a psychopath, you know? By, by you know, <laughs> there, it, just, it but, but there, makes there, me a hypocrite. Well, like, me, and, and and you and you'll off, often get just shun it off, like, oh, this guy's a psycho. You know, he doesn't know what he's talking about aliens, whatever. Oh, sure. He, he, you know what I mean? No, absolutely. And, and the thing is, that, you know, what a, lot, what a lot of people don't realize is that if you subscribe to this whole extraterrestrial question, mm-hmm. you don't have to renounce God at all, for example, or right. you don't have to stop going to church. In my opinion. If extraterrestrials exist, of which I am personally convinced of, then in, that makes creation just more magnificent than what we're being told. Because that means 
that we're not the only ones out there. And to be honest with you, if we truly were the only ones out there, that to me would be an insult in the face of creation because that means that God couldn't have done any better than us because right now <laughs> we're not doing that so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do By approach way, it. I'm sorry. He does approach it the right way, though. You said if if they do exist, which you believe they do, but you're not pushing it on no, other right. people no, to no, say this right. is what you have to believe. If somebody, you know, listens, and I'm totally aware of this, you know, with the hair and all this stuff. And <laughs> The hair is a know. winner, man. That's, that's why I started watching so, it. You know, but if it starts a conversation and if I can talk about, you know, my aliens because yeah. of the hair, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I think it's fantastic. And the, th- and the thing is that I will never say to anyone, this is how it is. I'll give you my facts, and then I want you to go home and check it all out for yourself. And if you see it, great. If not, I cannot help you, and that's okay. This is a, a very <laughs> important point to make and, and very significant, but... Um Kathy actually just commented on this uh, discussion. Yeah. And that was very yes. poignant. Wow. She was I'm impressed. She normally <laughs> checks out completely, Giorgio. Wow. And I but I to, did like the way you approached it. That's I why. wanted to remind uh, everybody who we're talking to. Uh, Nobody Giorgio, can see this, but I'm <laughs> blushing so much. <laughs> right Giorgio Sucalis, and uh, if, if you don't know the name, you may know the appearance, and you had mentioned your hair. Giorgio has very kind of... Uh, Albert Einstein-ish hair, although not white, but very not, uh, wild. Not right now, though, with the microphone. I mean, with the headphones <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. down on me. Yeah. Blasphemy, blasphemy. A lot of people are texting in and asking how high your hair is today. It's not as high as it's as it has been. Because of the headphones. Right. <laughs> Still <laughs> exactly. a bit spastic. Well, Giorgio, I love the uh, the research that's been done into, and you had mentioned the lines that are, that are viewable from, uh, from high up at a high altitude. Uh, there are a number of other things. I've watched some videos of yours of, of uh, uh, hieroglyphics, and I know that the the Aztecs have had some things, and and there was a I've seen from Chariots of the Gods, which is yeah. great. That like a, a battery that was made, and I think mm-hmm. it was in Iraq or. Yep. Uh, um, is there one that stands out? One piece of evidence here on Earth that kind of stands out above the others to you, as what convinced you? Absolutely. What I mean, to be? me, there is a smoking gun, and it's this ancient archaeological site in the highlands of Bolivia called Puma Punku, and it's right next to a site called Tiwanaku, which is world famous. It's a world heritage site. And the stone blocks that we can find at Puma Punku, they are absolutely huge. Some of them weigh up to 120 metric tons. Are these the ones that are that are perfectly cut? Yes. And they have no glyphs on them, no carvings of any type of uh, faces or flowers or anything, you know, that's ornamental. The entire site is completely anonymous. And it looks as if each one of these blocks had something to do with technology mm-hmm. because it's not something where you where you would say, OK, obviously this had something to do with a ritual right. or w- with a temple or something like that. But it's just there where Tiwanaku, which is only 250 yards away you've got thousands of glyphs hundreds of faces and the bottom line is that the glyphs that have been translated say that this site exists only because of what happened at Pumapunku 28,000 years ago wow. 
And it, you know, yeah. and, and and here we are. Modern day archaeologists are saying, "Oh, those people didn't know what they were carving, uh, so they were just confused." And I think that's an insult in the face of our ancestors. It was uh, pretty flattering. They they sort of lampooned you on um, South Park. And I figured <laughs> if anybody gets to be lampooned by South Park, that's that means you're making an impact somewhere. And the entire ancient aliens office congregated, and we watched the whole thing together. We had a blast. We were laughing about it. And, you know, it, it, it was absolutely great. I mean, it was a fantastic honor to be included in South Park, for, of all things. <laughs> you know, and pe- because people are like, oh, did that upset you? You know, they, went, they made fun of you. And I'm like... Yes. Have you hung out with me lately? <laughs> it's all about a good time. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I just happen to dabble in aliens. I, I think mean, that, um, you know, th- those guys are great because they make fun of everybody equally, you know. And, exactly. and so and if they do it for you, it's probably just because they no, noticed. And if, you, and if you look at it, the way they did it, yes, it was a spoof. But in the end, if you, I, I challenge anyone to rewatch it. The South Park people, and I know this from third sources... Are on our side. <laughs> I was very smartly done, yeah. and you know everybody thinks that. By the way, quite amazing. <laughs> they always think that you're on their well, side. Well, you know, hey, that's you know we all live in our own little world. So. Uh, I'm not asking this question to discredit you at all, but uh, hallucinogens. Any background in that, and uh, what are your thoughts on like shared visions? Um, I, you know, shared visions, I'm not quite sure. All I can tell you is that, you know, I'm pretty much of a nuts and bolts kind of guy. So mm-hmm. shared visions or channeling or receiving information from an astral plane and stuff like that, that's never really happened to me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when people mention that kind of stuff or, you know, like Edgar Casey, where, yeah, yeah. you know, he made predictions and stuff like that. Now, again, personally, I'm not into that, mm-hmm. but... You never know. I mean, never say never, because I always thought that science was all about exploration and asking questions. And it seems like today that whoever is in charge at the universities, they discourage asking uncomfortable questions and they say, you know, we have to remain within the paradigm. Right. And to to me, that's not really scientific because, you know, it's. You know, it's funny, though, when you get different groups together, I've seen shows where this has happened, where you get one called the Bermuda Triangle people will look at the Sasquatch people and go, those guys are jerk offs. You know, so so everyone has their thing. And we're all in this together. That's the thing that, you know, I would never say, you know, some some modern day UFO researchers that they're not doing a a formidable job because they truly are. And so I think that with everything, we should always work together instead of having, you know, these these cliques and stuff like that. That, oh yeah, what you do is great, and what you do is nonsense. I mean, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, there's always stuff like that where you disagree with someone that somebody else does. But in the end, it's all about the same goal. And the question is, you know, were we visited? And uh, you know, the answer, in my opinion, is yes. Um, hallucinogens. <laughs> Who hasn't done them? <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about um, Mayan calendar? A lot, of, a lot of talk about Mayan calendar. Uh, does that play a role in ancient uh, uh, astronauts, ancient uh, aliens? Well, it, 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 
It plays in so far that, uh, you know, of course, we're in the year 2012 right now and everybody's flipping out about the 21st of December. And all I have to tell you is that absolutely nothing will happen. <laughs> the, the greatest concern we should all have is the massive hangover we'll have on the 22nd yeah. of December, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the right. day after. Because, see, the Maya never predicted that it's the end of the world. They never said that it'll be Judgment Day or, or, or you know, complete destruction. But essentially, it's the end of a calendar period. Okay. And after every calendar period that we have each year, 365 days, well, what happens on the next day? It's another calendar. A new calendar begins. Now, the big significance about the end of this calendar period with the Maya is that it essentially, a a year of, or, or a cycle of procession ends. And that's pretty significant because a cycle of procession lasts uh, lasts for 25,600 years. And we just happen to be at the end of this. And procession means that the Earth has an axis and this axis is on a wobble. And it takes 26,000 or 25,600 years for that axis to return to its original position. Okay. And that's what we're experiencing. How do they know that? Yeah. Well, now... Uh, archaeologists will say that they came up with this by themselves, but the Mayans themselves are very clear in stating that they received this knowledge from elsewhere. And what we do is we look the other way and say that the fact that they are themselves saying they received this knowledge, that is just some way that they made a sense of nature. Okay. That they didn't know what they were talking about when would, they said they received the knowledge. Would there be any way to glean that information from celestial patterns or anything of that nature? Well, of course. Yeah. And that's how we've done this today. But how do you explain the fact that the ancient Hindus knew, knew the same thing and uh, the Dogon in Africa also knew the same thing? And we know that uh, the, the Hindus, or especially the Dogon, did not have high-powered t- telescopes in yeah. order to determine this. I mean, if you were to say that, uh, you know, they had access to the Hubble telescope, fine. Okay, yeah. sure. But they didn't. So, you know, because you can't gather that from just staring at the sky. Interesting. Right. I know we got to wrap it up with Giorgio here in just a second. Um, do you think that we will, uh, are there other really big clues that we have yet to discover? Somewhere on the planet. Is, is there is there a holy grail that everyone's looking for? You think there's something yeah. out there, maybe buried or in the ocean or... Well, personally, I think there's one place that I really would like to get to, and that's a little island in Canada off of Nova Scotia called Oak Island in Mahoney Bay. And... Uh, the, it's called the, the money pit, and the reason why it's called the money pit. I know about this. See, I've read. Yeah, there you go. I, I, I'm one of my weird wiki, Wikipedia, yeah. Wikipedia searches. What I've is read it about the money pit? It's this. It's this it's place wild. where yeah. uh, treasure hunters for almost yeah. almost two centuries now have been trying to get to the bottom of this place because there's some treasure buried there, and uh, you know millions and millions of dollars and and dozens of lives have been lost and nobody has gotten to the bottom yet because of an ingenious flooding system Mm -hmm. and uh, you know we think that potentially maybe maybe I mean this is something you know uh, complete speculation that a uh, a, maybe a an extraterrestrial artifact is buried at the very bottom and they don't they just didn't want us to get there they found a marker of some sort that that alluded to something was buried in this area and people started digging and as they did, the deeper down they dug, the more structures they found that had to have been man-made. Yes. And they kept going. They went so deep that it was it would have been impossible for someone 
at the, early, time. at the time to go down that deep and put these structures, these um, like logs and so forth that were laid in a specific way to That's where it didn't fall and, that way naturally. And what's even it's more pretty, fascinating you know, interesting, is, yeah. is that uh, it, there, there is an, a radioactive source at the very bottom. Really? Really? And so Holy that, Christ. That is, yeah, you know, it, it sounds like a super comic. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I had this theory that uh, that when we try and split an atom and, and the uh, the atom explodes, we have the atomic bomb, uh, that that is actually a, um, a defense mechanism. So when you try and get, you know, any... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Closer. Any any closer to the atom that I, the atom I, I'm very technical. Boom, oh, right. Uh-huh. Explodes so so we won't be able to find out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We, Not we quite. Talked, we've talked about this yeah. in the well, air. But, but I, I hear what you're saying. You would basically have to uh, create an, an artificial moat around the entire island and doesn't I don't know how far out and then pump out the entire water so that uh, if you try to to dig there you know, depending on how far these these shafts go into the ocean mm-hmm. or into the Atlantic, you know, I mean, it's it's absolutely ingenious. And people have said, oh, it's a, it's pirate treasure. But pirates were always known to bury something quickly and then, you know, to, to unbury it very quickly so they could have quick, quick access to it. Yeah. And this is not the case. So that, to me, is another great mystery. Now, mm. if it turns out that there's absolutely nothing extraterrestrial uh, about this thing... It's still amazing. So it's a yeah. great mystery. It's sure. a great question. And so, you know, it doesn't always have to be aliens. <laughs> right. Sure, so no. It's all right. I think they, they bailed on, on uh, the excavation of that a while back, right? Maybe back in the 60s? Or did well, they come back? Well, there is new stuff going on all the time. Unfortunately, there's only so, uh, uh, so many months per year where... You know, ordinary tourists can go and visit, but the place now I think has changed 12 times from one mining company to the next. And the last time I heard something that uh, some uh, uh, mining or drilling was going on was in 2005. Oh, no kidding! By by a private mining company. Okay, but millions of dollars have been just. That's why they call it the money pit. I have to research this. This this sounds fascinating. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Uh, well, Giorgio's got all kinds of great stuff to, to tell you about. Wait, Any, anything you, you, uh, coming up on television that we'll see you on in the near future? We were just approved for season five of Ancient Aliens. Oh, we're cool. currently in the middle of season four. We've got about five more episodes to go, and those will actually uh, air starting in uh, August. Okay. It's a bit of a hiatus uh, summer break, but uh, you well, know, season four is still going on, so don't fret on H2. Your face is actually burned into my TV. You're on so goddamn much. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I see the picture all the time. Awesome. Giorgio, great to meet you. Thanks for coming by. Thank you, and it's always great to talk to an educated audience. You guys oh, are thank awesome. you. Thank you very uh, much. We're the guys that were making a salad with a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. there hey, there's out. nothing wrong with having a good time. That's, that's right, all, exactly. That's what it's all about. About. Giorgio Sukalos yeah. on the Preston Steve Show. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Stay down. Cue the jingle. There it is. It's Kathy Romano, and I've revealed my 2022 Kathy's Fall Activities list. Ten brand new ideas to get you into sweater weather mood. Find the list, which includes helpful tips and coupon codes for all you fall activity fanatics. Posted now on PrestonandSteve.com. Real quick, I want to congratulate uh, my neighbors, John and Jen Meyer. Uh, they had a baby girl yesterday. Oh, yeah. Elizabeth Grace Meyer. Yes. 
She weighed in at uh, six pounds, five ounces, 19 and a half uh, inches long. So congratulations, guys. They're, they're great neighbors. We love those guys. So if you know John and Jen Meyer, tell them congratulations. Are they your favorite neighbors? Which ones do you like the least? <laughs> Uh, I can't get into that. You can't get into that right now? This, yeah, yeah, that uh, might be a precarious thing to go into. They're great neighbors. Yeah, well, you know what you do? I think you, you probably do a one-on-one and let them know that way. Okay, yeah. You know what, man? But I think you are my favorite. What? I think we're probably the least like neighbors in our neighborhood. Oh, really? <laughs> if, if I were to go, if I were... Why, why, and why would that oh, be? Oh, wait, no, 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 I'm not. No, we're not. No, we're not. Never why mind. not? There's one worse? There's one worse? <laughs> there, there's one worse. <laughs> Never mind. I can't get into it. I don't want to ask you about the worst. I want to ask you about being the worst. Why? Because everybody else is awesome. Yeah, like I swear, what I think a, everybody what a else. Deflection. Is yeah. We, when we were going up, we and I, not to go off on a tangent, <laughs> no, yeah, but we, right. we knew we were the black sheep family. Of the really? Yeah. Well, my dad would, you know, my dad was unconventional. I mean, you know, well, the neighbors would be like, No, I never would have guessed Steve. If you was an offspring, that your right. dad was unconventional. You can't go see those James Bond movies. There's <laughs> na- and my dad go like, in the in the van case. We're gonna go see Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember a couple years ago we got a letter from my parents' neighbors? Yes, who hate, they you, hate guys. you guys. Well, we yeah. used to be like fun, and our our block used to be very older, and then my parents were the younger, and now like everybody moved out, and so when you become like the old people on the block, you're not the fun ones well, anymore. I think it, it usually relates to the, uh, the we weren't troublemaking kids, you know, but uh, we we got into stuff, and I think that's what usually sets. The, the the family that's least liked is what the kids are doing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that can happen. Well, and like where we live, there uh, mostly it's it's younger couples. But I mean, I'm sure there is you know even though everybody doesn't have kids, and you know you get into that because then the kids are are uh, you know determining whether or not you're liked. But even without kids, there are people. Are, that... are you guys uh, the, the least liked in the neighborhood? I don't think we're the least liked. I mean, because they're... you sit there coveting other people's soda when they have backyard parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right right. binoculars. They had full <laughs> bottles of Coca Cola. They didn't invite us. <laughs> You know what? Well, maybe um, we are. I don't that know. That was weird. That was so weird. That was a, a great little peek into the Romano psyche. Yeah. But uh, okay, so I was talking about currently we're second, we're, we're second uh, least like. But growing up, definitely least liked, without Why? a doubt. Yeah. See, I never would have gotten out. That the 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 foster family would have been the the, uh, the ones you avoided in the neighborhood. Oh, man, no, I got yelled at by um by my neighbors. There was there was a, actually a stretch of time where I used to hang out with this kid who was um. He lived a couple of blocks over, and he was actually really disrespectful to um, uh, adults. adults. And I would pick off of that. So I remember he told an old lady to shut I, up one time. Were you telling us about this? And I was yeah. like, "Oh my like, God, he told her to shut up." Who was the friend of Scott Farkas? Who was the other? Oh, the little turd who yeah. ran around with him. Well, yeah, yeah that'd be you. Well, you know, but this kid was actually younger than me, so I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this little kid is talking like that." So I, I got yelled at a lot by by my neighbors, and um, and I was disrespectful to you know, Mrs. Khan. I'm really sorry. There was a there was a stretch of point a uh, time where um. I was just an a-hole, and I You're apologize. Yeah, yeah, I was a punk. I and you're still my... an a-hole. Get off my lawn. I spray-painted my neighbor's garage, the McKinney's. Uh, we heard that story. That one. And yeah, I, that, I, that's like the St. Valentine's Day massacre in your legend. Are we talking about stealing things here? Because there was also a stretch of time where I used to steal things. That... Well, yeah, I was I was going to bring up a story that um, that was in the news yesterday that uh, in, in a uh, section of Philadelphia, I don't know exactly where, maybe you have it over there, Marissa. Uh, Society Hill area. Oh, in Society Hill, yeah. yeah I heard about this. People were st- stealing hmm. knockers off of doors. Like brass knockers. Brass knockers. And what what astounded me uh, when I saw the news story was the fact that a lot of these knockers, they they, they priced them between $100 and $1,000. Oh, 
and five hundred dollars is what people had paid for these brass yeah. knockers, and uh, people were stealing. And I was wondering if it was you know just the kids in the neighborhood that are going through stealing stuff for a for a thrill, or if somebody's actually trying to get some money off of it, or I don't know what. Yeah, like, is there really like a big resale on well, door knockers? I know that copper. They're 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 stealing but copper, brass. but this is brass. What yeah. would you get? For brass. I mean, maybe. For brass knockers. Maybe you did, because there was, in, in the Gladwin area, they were stealing the planters outside of um, people's homes for a while. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and those things, because. Those, what the hell is that about? Well, the, the real ones are, well, they're extremely heavy, but they're yeah. extremely expensive. So I guess they were reselling them or pawning them or something. So well, maybe like it's. Terracotta. Yeah. Kids just love potted plants. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, we we stole stupid things uh, at, in our, you know, teenage years just to find something to do. Young and restless is bored. That's bore, right, as uh, Bob Seger would say. Right, but, right. Uh, but uh, night moves. Yeah, I remember. We, this is dumb. We went out one night, and and it was just it gave us something to do because when, when you eventually you got a driver's license, you're 16 years old. What do we do now? You're you're right. in, you're in that in between zone. Yeah. You can go you can go where you want to go, but you really can't do a lot. You don't know where to go. Yeah, there's nowhere to go. So we started. Uh, there was a, a very large neighborhood. And each one of the houses had uh, a gas lamp out in front. Uh, An old-style gas lamp? Yeah, yes. Yeah. A small sidewalk that would lead to the front door and right near where the front porch was. It was a gas lamp. and With a burning flame in it? Yeah, it was... It was uh, Maybe they weren't gas, but I, but no, they're, they're they made, made to look they're like made okay. to look that way. But anyhow, and they had on the pole it had a little crossbar, and the crossbar was held in place by two uh, end caps. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we, I don't know, one of us went and took one and took one the end caps off and took the crossbar off. Hey. There's a whole lot of them in this neighborhood. Let's see how many we can get. Man, so we got another gaslight, man. <laughs> so we went, we went and stole like 40, 40 of them. Well, yeah, we were yeah, doing that. Yeah. Like 40 of them, and we're like, why are we doing this? We do? And then yeah. one night, we decided to go out and steal as many for sale signs as we could. Got yeah. it, man. Like, like Remax, you know, right. real yeah, sure. signs. Mm-hmm. And we just we chucked them in the back of somebody's car. Oh, now I know what we did. We went to our friend's house. You had house. a big gaslight sale. We put them all in yeah. our friend's right. front yard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which That's is great. what we did, yeah. And then they took, they found out I was part of that, and then they took them all, and they chucked them all in my backyard, and I got stuck with them for a couple of years, because my dad's like, what the hell are we supposed to do with these? <laughs> I don't know. And so uh, we stuck a, them under A dog ran across the road and put them there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just stupid. You know, the, the one thing that we did steal that it really made no sense, um, it was back in our BMX days, mm-hmm. um, we stole the chrome caps off of um, the tire, tire valves of, like... Oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yes. Yep. I don't know why they we used did to be, it. They used to be a thing that yeah. we you would like you still the cap you'd come out and, Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be like, what? Who took those? And yeah. you put them on your bike and put right? them on my bike. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I would that. do that all the time. It was I, something to what take. Was the purpose? But I was such a bad kid that if something, I mean, I'm not a bad kid. I didn't like break things and um, or anything like that. But you know, <laughs> right? You were sexually confused. But I remember well, my <laughs> friend because well, I was. You weren't a real criminal. You were just kind of a, a I was, little pain in the ass. Yeah, I was. So, yeah. I, all right. So I was the um, I was the Scud Farkas probably, and then my friend was the Grover Dill who was the sidekick. Okay. So, uh, so Grover Dill, we'll call right. him. Right. Uh, his house one night got um, like toilet papered and everything, and I got blamed for it. But I I had a uh, an alibi. alibi. I was with my mom. You were with Scott Peterson night, the whole night. So he came over and like you know chewed me out and, and he was blaming me for it. But you know I went to Clover with my mom. So Scott, I was so there. Yeah. I had no idea. We knew Scud Farkas's. 
yeah. little posse's name. But uh, my, I didn't steal anything as a kid. My brother stole this thing that was, um, it's pro- it's almost as tall as me. It's a piece that, of wood. That's a lot of things. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a big piece of wood that's carved into like a bear, and it's like a welcome bear oh, yeah. that was on somebody's front lawn. But it was like a trophy, and he's um, brought it to uh, college, and now it's in our backyard. So what? like 15 years later, he's put it back still... In. Tell him to put it back in the house that he stole it from. Yeah. No, it's like falling apart at this point, because it's just a, a put tree it back. Trunk. It'd be funny if you yeah. put it back. It would be funny. We used to steal, um, Preston, and maybe you did the same thing. The uh, the the street the the, the roadwork signs with the flashing yellow light. Yeah, it looked like a, like a sawhorse. Yeah, type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly like a sawhorse. Yeah, I have one and, of those. And you'd unscrew them, and you. T- I remember t- this was like a Brinks job for yeah. me. I, you know, when we lived in California, they were heavy briefly. man. They were heavy. Yeah, and you know, I t- took it off and had it in my room. It's like yeah, and then about. Four hours later when I realized I couldn't get to sleep because there was a blinking yellow light. And there's really no way to hide that from your parents. You have to you have to take a thin piece of metal and stick it in. There was a little hole in the side. I, didn't re- I never could, found that out. You could stick it into <laughs> to the turn it off. light just kept blinking. Yeah. All right, so this isn't stealing anything, but uh, back in probably, what, 88, 89, somewhere around there, the Universal Remote Control came out. And uh, we, we found out what kind of TV all of our neighbors had. And we would just go around the neighborhood and turn on their TVs. and um, What, with a remote? Yeah, with a remote. Control. You had the same TV. Well, no, because all you had to do was find out what kind of TV they had, and then you, there's you a little code in it. the back, and we would turn their TVs on. You're just a little terror. That was yeah. funny, though. <laughs> and that is kind of funny. What's better though is doing while they're act, while they're watching TV. They're like is they're probably the thinking that they have ghosts. <laughs> Oh, wow. This is killing Casey. Wow. He's dying over wow. here. They the probably t- think they have ghosts. I, I think the Andersons who lived across the street from us. Um, yes, we have ghosts and they're changing our TV stations. Could you send a paranormal investigator? Or it could be that little punk. <laughs> Oh, man, come on. Well, at least that's what I thought well, when I was 12. I have to be honest, you're enjoying it a lot more than we are. But, <laughs> yeah, you're, you really are. But we are delighted that. that you enjoy it. Uh, okay, back to you, Preston. Hang on, let me go to, uh, I have Sean. Hey, Sean, how you doing? I'm good, how are you guys? Good, what's up, Sean? Uh, we, I can't believe we did this. We we used to stand on the hood of cars and rip the hood on them and saw. Wow. Dude, I remember I remember and, kids doing that. Yeah. We had, we got, when we got caught, I had two uh, grocery bags, brown paper bags, in my closet, full. Of, of hood ornaments. <laughs> so, Sean, I mean, they don't really, you don't see that many hood ornaments anymore. But back in the day. Mercedes, you'll see them. Tons yeah. of cars. Yeah, yeah. Ornaments. Loads of them, yeah. What, what well, did hey, you. Mercedes was like the coveted. Yep. One. That's the one you wanted to get. Yep. And another friend of mine, he got caught. He had three bags full. <laughs> I mean, why? I, I just can't even imagine. Were you that. ever able to, to rip one of those Jaguars off? Jags, no. Yeah, Jag's going to be hard. That's Mercedes solid. is almost made for snapping off. Yeah. But the Jaguar is that full. You know, that base, was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it would do some damage. <laughs> Sean, what'd you ever do with those hood ornaments? Nothing. We got caught with them. Yeah. You know, our parents got them, but we couldn't go around and give them back. I mean, we just got grounded. That was it. That was it. Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, and, and your, did you get to sit down like, what the F is That's this about? I, you know, as an adult now, you look back and you say, what an idiot. Oh, yeah. yeah. All those poor guys, that, you know. Had yeah. their cars destroyed. But you think what? when you're a kid, it's like when you're a teenager, it's like, oh, I, could, I could take that. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? That's what I'm saying. I didn't do, like, major damage to people's houses or, or um, you know, any uh, No, you're raging a like war that. of terror with a remote control. <laughs> that's right, man. Making them think that they had ghosts in their house. <laughs> Let me go to Kyle. Hey, Kyle, good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks, man. Yeah. What's up, Kyle? Yeah, when we were kids, we used to all get together at my friend's house, and we'd all get um, split up in teams of two. 
during uh, Christmas time, and we would uh, get plastic bags and go around the town, and we would steal the light bulbs off of the houses during Christmas time. Stealing Christmas lights? Yeah, because yeah. you know what? Would you break them? Would you go out and break them um, because they made those big popping sounds? Yeah, well, when we got back, after we found out who stole the most lights, because whoever came back at the house with the most lights, that team would win. Dude, that, that, that actually still goes. I mean, there was this, this just this holiday past. There was, uh, there was a rash of people. Uh, and, uh, you know, stealing yeah. not just the lights, the full decoration. There was a story about a guy who robbed one house of the Christmas decorations and set the same stuff up on his lawn three blocks away. That was in Florida. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember that. Uh, I, I had suggested to my friends, because it was, uh, you know, it was, it was around that time that we were doing stu- stupid stuff like stealing the for sale signs. And it was Christmas and people had their lights out. And I, I suggested, I'm like, dude, let's go rip off a bunch of people's Christmas lights. And actually, they had a moral issue with that. Did they? And everybody vetoed it. I was wow. like, wow, I'm the a-hole. <laughs> right, yeah. They're like, dude, you can't do that. It's Christmas. You think you think somebody just gave me these gas lights? I had to go out and steal them. Yeah. So they, they had a, a change of heart. Give me back my first sale sign. When I brought that up. <laughs> Let me go to Adam. Hey, Adam, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Sorry to bother you guys at work. No, nope. you're good. What's up, man? Hey, uh, when I was in junior high, I had a friend that used to steal the wheels off of trash cans. <laughs> like the big coders that people put out on the curb. Yeah, yeah. the rolling trash cans. Yeah. What, yeah. what motivated <laughs> him to do that? That actually, if you think about the person going the next day to go get their trash can <laughs> to pull it back into the driveway, <laughs> and for those first few seconds of dragging it going, what's wrong with this thing? But wouldn't, for it to That's wor- kind of funny. For it to work, wouldn't you have to be there to watch them attempt to do that? Yeah, to, to really so get what, a So what, do you set up a blind somewhere? Nah. I guess you just got to get, get a ghillie suit. Yeah. Well, we would see them pulling them out. Um, like the next week, we'd be riding our bikes to school and we'd see people um, dragging their trash cans with no wheels yeah. out to the curb. And they'd be grumbling the whole time about it. So <laughs> it was kind of entertaining. That's exactly the, a stupid thing to steal. What'd your friend do? Would he put them on a necklace and wear them around his neck? <laughs> All the ones well, he collected? Sometimes he'd take them home. Uh, most of the time, he'd just roll them down the street. Okay, roll him down. All right, he's like so, like some like some bizarre war vet with the uh, with the wheels on his uh, necklace. There, this is a different uh, a different take on this, but the trash can thing and it reminded me of this. And it was stupid stuff to to do to pass the time as a kid, and we never did it. But the idea was pretty funny. But uh, on trash day, you take some like heavy strength fishing line. Uh, you know, like, I don't know, the 60-pound test or something for, for big fish. Yeah. And you tie it to trash cans on one side of the street and run it across the street <laughs> to the trash cans on the other side oh, of the street. Oh, man. <laughs> Wait for a car to come by. <laughs> yes. That would start dragging them down the street. <laughs> I never did it. Thought it was a pretty damn good idea. We should do um, that in our parking lot. You know, we should do that now. We should. I'm sure since we're, we have a morning show, people will let us get away with that. Have you ever yeah. seen the YouTube video of the invisible rope trick where um, people drive down the street and kids stand on either side of the sure. street and act like they're holding the rope? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works. <laughs> and they're not holding anything. Not holding anything. And then they, pre- they pretend as if they're, they're making the, wi- the wire taut. Yeah, yep. sh- you know, grab that video, guys. Let me go to Karen. Hey, Karen, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Karen? Um, back years ago when I was in college, um, one of the local pranks was that some of the college kids would take, um, people's garden gnomes yes. and steal them from the yard, um, take pictures of them in different places. Oh, that's a standard. Hold them hostage. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, those are great. That That's like actually... Family. Uh, yeah. uh, they, my, my friend's mother went to, like, pottery class or something and made, she had, like, gnomes. 
inchworms, all this stuff. They were constantly getting stolen. Right. The most garish things on our front lawn. We are now watching a video <laughs> oh my God. up on the screen of the guys pretending to hold a rope <laughs> across the road, and these cars just come to an absolute standstill for a, long, for a long time. <laughs> And think like that there's and think that there's something there that they can't see. That's, you, you that's pretty funny. You think you could pull bad. something like that off on? Let's do it right now. Let's go down and do it in the parking lot. Would we, would we get in trouble for that? Yeah, there's nothing anything. there. There's nothing there. They don't let us do anything here. We'd have to do it out on presidential. All right, <laughs> that's a major thoroughfare. Oh damn it! It'd be hard. You you need you need like a like a this is looks like it's on a side street. Yeah. You know, that <laughs> would right. work. You, you couldn't pull this off on the turnpike. No. <laughs> I think out in our parking lot, they would hit you, too, the way yeah. people drive. Ah, we, I was going to say, they would bounce right through the invisible <laughs> rope. Could yeah. do it in a parking lot. That's you want to try it? I do. Well, well, we always get in trouble for Wait, there's something. We're not even doing anything wrong. All right, do it. Go do it. Two people. Send a video. Where's Nick Murphy? Get your yeah. video. See if it works. All right. Someone who's good with uh, the art of pantomime. Can <laughs> you say that word? Pantomime. <laughs> Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to Tom. Hey, Tom. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Sorry to bother you guys. Nah, it's you're, all right. You're you're good, brother. What's up? So I just want to say I'm glad I'm not the only person that went around with a little ring of terror with the remote controls. <laughs> really? The Comcast, yeah, the old Comcast boxes. We had this lady across the street that my uh, my mom was friends with. My brother and I got bored one night. I mean, that's probably like the worst thing that we've ever done. Uh, we got bored, went over to her window, held the remote up, and was just flipping the channels on her. Here, start yelling at the TV. We turned the TV off. The TV came back on. Uh, it was it was great. Do you know you know comedy. what Tom would be the and Casey just was out of the studio for a second, but Tom would do the same thing. He would change people's channels. Oh yeah, with the Comcast remote. The best time to do that, and this is taking a tip from the Jimmy Kimmel bit. Jimmy Kimmel would be awesome on Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl oh. is to take the remote. Somebody you know who has Comcast, same or, or whatever cable system you have. Right. And if they're having a party, stand outside the window <laughs> and just keep changing the channel in the middle of plays. That is a great bit. I, uh, you reminded me. I, I wasn't attempting to convince people they had ghosts, but I had a, a Casio watch that was a remote control. Really? And it would control any TV. It would control VCRs. And it's over at, <laughs> at my friend's house. And we're watching a video, and I just started rewinding it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it is funny. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's it's uh, it's dumb. It's psychological warfare. Psychological man. warfare. Uh, let me. It's go like to... pretending you have a string across the street. Let me go to Greg. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Hey guys, Gadzooks. Zeus. what's up, Greg? Hey, when I was in high school, me and my buddies would um, we'd roam the streets all night long, and we'd take people's lawn ornaments and move them down the block to somebody else's yard. Oh, oh no! <laughs> and they. Therein, they would think that that neighbor <laughs> stole their lawn ornaments from them. Right, right. But here's the best part. Yeah. I stole a concrete deer. I mean, it only weighed about 20 pounds. Yeah. I stole this concrete deer. My grandmother loved it so much. I hid it in my closet. She found it. She loved it so much that she put it on her on her back deck. I don't think she ever realized that it came from her neighbor's house about two blocks. It was a home. stolen piece of merchandise that she had no idea she was displaying it in her backyard. Right. People put some weird crap out on their lawns. There's a guy. Yeah, thanks. I passed by his house. I forget exactly where it is, but it's um, it's got to be in the Roxborough area. He's got like a huge wooden grizzly bear on his front lawn. Yeah. And it's like, and it's a small tract of land. <laughs> yeah, some people it's, do that. It's a grizzly bear reared up, 
with the claws, yeah. a big wooden grizzly bear. Yeah, there are some weird things that people will put out on the front lawn. And, and you uh, know the neighbors just love that. Oh, we, there's, a, there's a house not far from where I live. It's in another neighborhood, but uh, I'm not sure what... You, you saw my big fat Greek wedding, right? Yes. Yeah. You know how they had all the statues out in front of the house. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Greek, uh, the Greek family did. I'm not sure what uh, ethnicity this family is, but they have got gigantic koi fish, <laughs> tigers, lions, right. a hawk. Wow. I mean, they're huge. And, uh, is and it, I don't get it. It's, I mean, the house is. You just want to go ask? It's a really nice house. Well, what, it's not, but it's not crap? a mansion or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that. But I never have figured out why they do that. We have in our neighborhood the people that carve uh, the the tree stump into something. There's yeah. like, the, I mean, there's like uh, in Conshohocken, I've seen like three of them at yeah. you know three different houses. There's a house in Gladwin. Um, I think it's people that own Royal Bank, and they have uh, huge statues of like planes and children running. Well, when you own you Royal Bank, you can do. I that. think you yeah. can do that yeah. when, when you have when. When you have a row home and you're putting Greek columns up, <laughs> I think that's a little weird. Hey, here's a warning for the invisible rope trick. Casey, I need to go to this call. Let me go to Sal. Hey, Sal, how you doing? So one time, a couple of years ago, back in high school, me and my buddies were bored one Sunday night. We decided to do that invisible rope trick on the main street in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Got like five or six cars deep. And then the next car, we do it. And all of a sudden, the car comes to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. He gets out of the car and chases us around the block. Tackles my one friend down and chokes him out. Oh my he choked him out. Choked him out. Did he choke him out with an invisible rope? <laughs> <laughs> nah, this dude was like the neighborhood psycho, you know? Okay. 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 So, Casey, wait a minute. Let me go to Eric here. Hang on. Uh, Eric, how you doing, man? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, bud? I'm a little old, old for your demographic, but back in my day, cars were pretty easy to get into with a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, so yeah. We yeah. had one. We had one, and we used to go to the local mall, pop open the door, and then push the car as far away as we could to another location, and then hang out until the owner came out and watched them searching for their car. Oh, Dude, that, 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 you're a prick for doing it, but I bet you it was funny. We it picked was up and funny watching the guys look around, but we picked up and moved a car. couple of cars. I mean, Did you? If, yeah, if, if you had like eight people, you can do it. Oh, they moved my car in college. They picked they picked up my car and moved it into the middle of the street. <laughs> this right. was at like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> they hated you, I right? Get, they hated my neighbors. Hated me, um, and I get a, a the cops banging on my door, and they're like, "Did you drive home tonight?" I was like. No, you know, I was in college. Of course, I was out. You know, had yeah. been drinking. I said, "No, my car hasn't moved all weekend." And they're like, "Well, it's in the middle of the street." I was like, "It's my neighbors." Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to wage a little bit of war, as I did with uh, neighbors that I couldn't stand. They the the oldest brother had his friend over, who was a, a, a complete asswipe. So I went over with my friend, and we put on the back of his car. He had a, a, a nice, pronounced back bumper. Uh, we tied uh, tin cans and put a just married sign on the back of the thing. <laughs> with, so that, but that when he hit his first bump, it would all right. fall flop out. down. Yeah, okay. flop down. Yeah. So he's he's driving along, <laughs> and then we hear second hand, but people are honking, go, yeah! <laughs> yeah, he's got his just married sign, and he's driving, you know, he was on the highway, cruising along with the streamers and everything. I said, the other day, it was over the weekend, I was driving, and on three different occasions, people honked the horn for no reason. I just, and I, and I couldn't tell what was going on. They were honking from people around me, this and that. I, I'd stopped, and I got out to look to see if anybody put anything <laughs> yeah, on the back of car. my car. They didn't. I don't, I just, for some reason, people were honking that particular day, but I was thinking somebody got somebody me. Somebody got you, yeah. That yeah. happened to me and my brother. We were in the Wells Fargo, or at, at the time, I guess, maybe the Court State Center. Remember his, yep. uh, the fishmobile? And people yeah. were honking at us, and we we're like, yeah, we get out. <laughs> the bumper was dragging on the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
82 Accord hatchback. <laughs> That's right. him, man. It's the guy who can make you think you have ghosts in your house. Well, anyway, Society Health, people are, are stealing the door knockers. I don't know if they're selling them or what, but they're just doing it for Weird. for kicks. Or I think it's the mafia. Maybe it's the mob. Maybe the mob is finally stepping they're up. They're big into door knockers. All right, well, anyway, uh, we need to take a break. We shall return shortly. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. B-File 2 for this morning, brought to you by SEPTA. Day or night, SEPTA is the Philly way to go in or out of and all around the city. Plan your trip at iSEPTAPhilly.com. This is disturbing. Thousands of pills filled with powdered human flesh yeah. have been discovered by oh customs God. officials in South oh Korea. My God. It gets even more disturbing. The capsules are in demand because they are viewed as being a medicinal cure-all. The grim trade is being run from China where corrupt medical staff are said to be tipping off medical companies when babies are aborted oh or delivered stillborn. Oh so they're aborted baby pills. Yeah, and uh, stillborn pills. Oh my God. The tiny corpses are then, they're Bought, stored in household refrigerators and homes of those involved in the trade before they are removed and taken to clinics where they are placed in medical drying microwaves. Jesus. Once the skin is tinder dry, it is pummeled into powder and then processed into capsules along with herbs to disguise the true ingredients from from, uh, health investigators and customs officers. There has to be medical issues with eating that. Yes. Taking those pills. There are. You're eating... Yeah, go ahead. Well, There's wait, bacteria. No, did you say what the reason was that they have these pills? They say they're a cure-all. There are all kinds of Asian uh, concoctions that they come up with of different animals. Pea and, 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 you know, and, and tiger nuts. Animal penises yeah, yeah. and things. And they say that they're, they're fertility or they're good for virility and all this other. It's, it's garbage. And it's been proven that it's garbage, yeah. yet they still do it because it's so... Ancient, right? That they've been at it. Uh, the discovery since last August has shocked even hardened customs agents who have uh, pledged to strengthen ins- inspections. Uh, Chinese alternative medicines contain traces of endangered species. Many of the remedies are more than two thousand years old. <laughs> Claim to be alternative methods for curing disease. Uh, the use of rhino horns in Chinese medicines has been widely criticized. That's why uh, there are no more rhinos in China. Uh, they've also discovered some of the medicines contain traces of black bears and antelope, according. To customs agents, 35 smuggling attempts have been made since August of last year involving more than 17,000 capsules disguised as stamina boosters. Hospitals and abortion clinics in China reportedly pass the remains under drug companies when a baby is stillborn or aborted. The San Francisco Times reported that tests carried out on the pills confirmed they were made up of 99.7% human remains. 
And you know, there's an issue now with uh, the story. Uh, there's the uh, uh, um, mandated forced abortions that we're finding out about in China. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, this is horrible on nine thousand different levels. There's a huge demand for the pills, which are thought to enhance stamina. Microwave dried placenta is also sought after its alleged medical and medicinal benefits. If you've taken one of these pills, if you took one of these pills, it, it does constitute a form of cannibalism, does it not? I, I would think I so. Mean, yeah. And, and it says, however, in reality, the human flesh capsules. Can Contain super bacteria and other harmful ingredients. It can make you sick. Yeah. It can probably kill you as well. So How could it not? Yep. A woman reported to rescue and that they were needed to for her next door neighbor who had fallen on his porch. EMS had revived, I'm sorry, had arrived to the subject and apparently he was handcuffed. He had handcuffed himself so he would not smoke a cigarette. The handcuffs were tight, causing swelling, and the man had lost the key to unlock the restraints. Oh, so the guy handcuffs himself to help himself beat smoke, smoking and loses the key. Yeah, and he had, But if he had the key on him, couldn't he have just unlock the handcuffs and smoked? And he put it on too tight as well. Yeah. Uh, ambulance uh, personnel recalled, uh, uh, had called for police assistance, adding that the man requested someone pull up his pants as well. <laughs> sure. Why not, buddy? Hey, it just keeps getting worse. Two 21-year-old men are accused of a fight this weekend that included the use of knives and a decorative flamingo. Rusty Not Br- a flamingo! Rusty Browell was charged with simple assault, and Philip Kreischer was charged with criminal mischief for breaking the law. I'm sorry, for breaking the lawn flamingo's leg during the altercation. A woman told troopers that uh, Browell pushed her down in the grass and again on the paved driveway. The woman called Kreischer, who met her at a hotel, driving his mom's car. Kreischer picked up the woman at the motel and drove to his home to confront the man. I think I crapped my pants! When they got there, Browell came out and two knives, with two knives and chased Kreischer down the driveway. Browell smashed the windshield of Kreischer's mother's car, scratched the hood, slashed the tire. In self-defense, police said... Kreischer pulled a decorative flamingo out of Browell's yard, breaking its leg in the process. He planned to use the flamingo as a weapon if Browell came after him, and he was actually charged for breaking the flamingo leg. Might make a decent weapon. And then finally, a Pennsylvania man said that he recently found a live turtle that his son had carved his initials into 47 years ago. What? Holland Coakley, who is 85 years old, was walking in the woods behind his home uh, with his neighbor's dog when the dog found the turtle. Uh, Coakley had said, it's been here for 47 years and it's still got the same markings on it. In 1965, Jeff Coakley, who was 13, carved J.C. and 1965 on the turtle's bottom shell and then released it back in... And then released it back into the the wild. And uh, he now lives in New York, uh, but laughed when his father sent him pictures of the turtle. And experts say that uh, eastern box turtles can live for 100 years. I like turtles. Yes. They can live for 100 years. And uh, Holland Coakley said he kept the turtle for a couple of days. And I, I had no it. idea that box turtles <laughs> I didn't could either. live that long. I knew that the the big ones, yeah, uh, like you see in the like zoo, 120, 130 years, forty, they, they can live a long time. But obviously, uh, the turtles have to, you know, stay away from predators and so forth. But I had no idea that your standard American box turtle or Eastern box turtle can live for a hundred years. Man, they got the life. <laughs> Bless right. you, by the way. Thank you. No. Yeah. Right. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Bunch to stick around for. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, it's time to take out the trash. Steve? What's going on, Steve? Well, a Florida strip club is pressing charges against Nadia Sulman for backing out of a signed agreement to guest strip establishment. The club owners uh, are looking to be reimbursed for money they spent on bungee cords to, quote, lash down Sulman's labia. You're naughty. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You know how that can get in the way. Oh, my God. Yep. Melanie Griffith (laughs) was seen out in Hollywood on Tuesday without her wedding ring, raising speculation that her marriage to Antonio Banderas may be on the skids. Many were reporting that Griffith's eyes appeared to be red from crying, but it turns out it was just her upper lip. No. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, one of Courtney Love's former assistants is suing the singer, claiming she asked her to hire a computer hacker and counterfeit uh, legal documents. The assistant says she was devastated because she was initially hired just to cut Courtney's cocaine and take the blame for her public pee puddle. Right. And that's your Hollywood trash. I know that uh, I usually eat uh, a little bit of yogurt in the morning. Casey, you do as well. Yeah, Greek Steve, yogurt. You like you like? Oh, parfaits, I love yogurt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the parfaits and the, the the Greek yogurt. Yeah, Nick, which you, you? you put on your butt. Love it. Yeah, this, just... this is for guys. I don't need no. to know if you. Oh, okay. You, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a study for, for women. So please shut your hole. Uh, <laughs> get out. Yeah. At least you said please. <laughs> Could you just ratchet down the chatter? <laughs> no, uh, she started leaning towards the mic. Oh, did no, she? This uh, is this is concern of men. It says eating yogurt could apparently make men more uh, virile. Uh, scientists from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, that's fairly accredited school. <laughs> uh, a lot of words in it. Uh, found male uh, mice-fed vanilla-flavored variety had a certain swagger when they walked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Yeah. yeah, I'm a yogurt eater. You know what that means? It means I will pound you down, bitch. Um, so apparently, yeah, they have some uh, a bit of a swagger. When they walk, and they discovered yeah. that these uh, mice had testicles that were 5% higher than yeah, other mice. Mine are up on my chest. Right. What does that mean? 5% higher? Higher. I just got to, you know, I got to keep pushing my balls down. Uh, <laughs> on a normal diet, and don't worry, Casey. And, uh, Do they mean higher in production level? All it says here, they discovered these mice had testicles that were 5% higher than other mice on a normal diet and 15% heavier. So it means higher and heavier. Wow. You literally have bigger balls. Yeah. Hey, you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a yogurt eater. No time to talk. 15% heavier than junk eating nails. Uh, what is What's more? What's your name, baby? In, in <laughs> I do humans. I don't care. See how, see how high my balls are? I'm ready. I'm loaded for women. Yeah. Yeah, it likes my cheese. But uh, it likes my poontang, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's skip this maze bull crap and let's get it on. I guess it wouldn't be Stuart Little. It would be Stuart. No, uh, Stuart hung like a horse. Yeah. Stuart, I'm with your wife. 
That's my name. Uh, what is more, in mating... Do it, I will bang your teeth out. In mating experiments, the yogurt-eating males inseminated their partners more quickly and produced more young yeah. than the control mice. Oh, I slap a few kids in you? Yeah, so apparently... I'm just standing up. I don't care. They're saying... Uh, what is this? It's a, an her. actual clip from the movie. Yeah. Is it really? We made yeah. it that How far. many slices, Tony? Uh, two. Two, to- uh, two slices. Hiya, Tony. Two Two. Two. Two slices. Huh. I'm a disco mouse. <laughs> Super high balls. Well, you have uh, you have more swagger. You have higher balls. You have uh, heavier balls. And uh, any kind of balls we got. And welcome to Ball City. <laughs> Take orders over the phone. We'll fulfill your ball requests. <laughs> Summertime's coming. You're going to need some beach balls. And you can inseminate partners more quickly and produce more young. Um, eat yogurt. That's I love yogurt. Saying in mice anyway. And I love the the parfaits. I love the Starbucks parfaits too. Mm-hmm. I like um, Panera's, Panera's. You know what's really good? Really good. What? And, uh, um, it's a blatant plug, but the Lerbus on uh, Main Street, they have a, uh, their their parfaits have they, they have their own. The granola is very key in a good parfait. I agree. And they have winola, they call it, but it's really good. Parfait could be about the most delicious thing <laughs> in the world. <laughs> parfait could be me. Quoted a donkey. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. This was kind of interesting. Do tell. Where'd um, you find it? I found it on the internet. Really? Yeah. On the mark. Get fat. Riding on the internet. Cyberspace sets you free. Hello, virtual reality. Present. Search for a website. A web to the world. Set to get online. The best thing now you're in. We ruined it. Sorry. I have a horrible memory that you were able to retain as much as you did of that song. I've heard it countless times. I still couldn't sing it. Interactive website. Certain way. Interactive appetite. Searching for a website. No, no. I don't want to do it again. We need to go into rehearsal. Anyway, I found this on the internet. Um, Butt dialing. Butt dialing. It apparently constitutes 38% of 911 calls in New York City. That's a lot. Yeah. So accidental dialing. The question is about that, Preston. Yeah. Are the predominant um, uh, phones out there, like the iPhone, how do you butt dial oh, well, an iPhone? This is what I want to show you, because uh, to open up my iPhone, you have to enter a passcode. Or you could just hit emergency call. Right. And then all I have to do is hit that green button right there, and that's an emergency call. And it'll oh, call calls 911? I don't know. I'm but, too afraid to try. But hang on. You, you still, where, show me where all the right. button is. Right here. Yeah, but you had your skin has to touch that right that screen in Does order it? for it to work. Yeah, absolutely. No, my skin didn't touch it. Do it let me Wait see. a second. Oh, right. you're doing it through a t-shirt? Doing it through a t-shirt. No, me. still there'd be enough. Try to do it with uh, try to do it with your ass. Try to dial the phone with your ass and then play Flight of the Bumblebee with your balls. Well, I'll tell you how I've butt dialed before with my iPhone is when if you are on the phone and you you know you, you end the call, your your phone is still open. And sometimes I will throw it in my back pocket or in my purse, and sure. I, that's how I have called somebody you know okay. unaware of it because I, I I didn't lock it or it hadn't locked itself yet. Um, now that emergency feature is if you lose like uh, for example if you lose. Um, or your your coverage ends, or for something, there's some lapse in your in your phone service. You can still make an emergency call with the phone outside of the plan. Correct? I, I don't know. I, I sort of assumed it was for. Let's say I passed out and smashed my head, and then somebody found me. They didn't have their phone on me, and they had my phone. I was unconscious, so they weren't able to use my phone. Okay. 
Yeah, because they didn't know my I've never, I've never used it. Yeah, I don't no, know. You have to, Casey, you still have to dial the number. Bill Weston butt dialed me the other day. Did really? He? Yeah, he left like a two and a half, maybe three minute long message. <laughs> yeah. Then how much for a handy? Believe. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Oh, my phone. Sorry. <laughs> I, I listened to the whole thing. I did. You so, know what? Yeah. I won't do it. You won't? No, because I... was I, too curious. I, I learned a lesson. Uh, I have on occasion, like, Casey, you bumped me one time, and you were you were actively talking, and I heard you. This was years and years ago, and you were I couldn't understand what the hell you were talking about. You were like, yeah, I, I take uh, cookie dough, and I put it in brownie batter, and, uh, and blah, blah, blah. This <laughs> oh, is, man, that sounds so good. You, he was with a hooker, Preston. <laughs> so what, what gets you off, sweetie? Well, I take cookie dough, and I put in a brownie, and... <laughs> It's awesome. Yeah, it's I, really cool. I had asked you the next day about it, and you told me you were talking about Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Oh. Because they make a cookie dough, and they also make a, a brownie. Brownie batter is really and good you would like well. to put s'mores is awesome as well. <laughs> but do you, like, uh, what's your fear? My fear is that I will hear someone talking about me and saying something negative. And I learned a long time ago that even your absolute best friend, your confidant, your pal, or even your spouse. Yeah. It depends on who you're talking to. You may bitch or complain about them. You don't mean it in a, uh, in, in a, in a malicious way right. or anything like that. You may be just venting. But if you hear it on the other side, it sounds mean. Much worse. Evil. I, I there agree. Was, there was a, a time in high school I called this guy. Uh, it was I just, I wanted to, he played guitar, I played drums. I was like, hey, you want to get together and jam yeah. sometime? And so uh, we, we talked about it. He's like, maybe this and that, blah, blah, blah. Hangs up the phone. He didn't hang it up uh, all the way. Uh-oh. This was uh, not on cell phone. This was right, on yeah. cell phone. So I start listening. He was there with somebody else, and he just started ripping into me. Oh, oh my god! He started making fun of me, even and, and you know, yo, dude, you want to jam? You know? And yeah. Was, and I was like, oh man, and I hated that guy ever since. Oh, I would have called him right back. <laughs> but you know. Uh, and I, it took that to make me realize, you know what I do? I'll talk behind people's back, and it's nothing that, it's just, you know. If you do that, have the decency to be in front of them. Right. <laughs> when you so talk I don't behind want, I don't want. I don't want to hear about it. No, I know exactly what you're saying. I better not. You know, it's better not to. Yeah, just on the off chance. Yeah. Just eliminate the possibility. My mom just butt-dialed me the other day. Uh, fortunately, it was my mom, so okay. she oh, wasn't so. saying anything bad, but she was... Ta- no, she was talking about me, and I. so I ended up listening to, to the whole conversation, but she was telling... She's not ours, really. <laughs> Her father had another wife. I found out about it. It's a crazy woman. Just, I think she's in prison now. Kathy has all those same traits, the sociopathic thing. It's all her. <laughs> A loveless girl. Do you know she used to sing into hairbrushes? <laughs> I mean, what kind of girl does that? Mom? Kind of ble- <laughs> Kathy? <laughs> Are you coming over to me? <laughs> Do you guys ever get the butt dials from Matt Cord? He seems to butt yes, dial more than anybody else. Yes, he butt dials all the time. Yeah, really? Yeah, yes. You just get a flip phone or something. Yeah, maybe that's... yeah, and, A landline. <laughs> yeah, that won't be an issue. So I get them from Matt, and then I often get them from people who are at sporting events. I don't know what... Yeah. Has, like, if they just... They're tucking their phone away in a certain position at a sporting event or whatever, but it seems like that is a common place for that to happen. I wonder if in, in, in days of yore, if people butt telegraphed. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. takes more effort. <laughs> What? Stop. Did you hear what he was beeping about me? <laughs> uh, but they're saying that that many, and I had no idea that that many 911 calls, 38% in New York City in 2010, I believe, is when this happened. Uh, an average of 10,700 inadvertent calls a day. 
Thirty-eight uh, percent of all emergency calls. Though that that's uh, those are just in, not to nine one one, but just inadvertent calls. Uh, the study blamed the high number of accidental nine one one calls on the proliferation of cell phones and said they ultimately make uh, overall nine one one responses uh, response times appear shorter. Appear shorter because of the 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 predominant amount of calls coming in that are accidental. I guess so. Yeah. It just seems weird that so many would be based on yeah. something that you'd have to have the precise set of situ- uh, circumstances to butt dial right. on these phones. Hang on. I got to go to Bill here. This looks interesting. Um, <laughs> hey, Bill, how you doing, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. What's up, bud? Uh, I hate to tell you guys at work. Oh, no problem. It's a great story. Thank okay. you. Um, yeah, actually, I went over a friend's house, and uh, I-, I went to purchase uh, some uh, some things. Some and, pot? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. You can say it. Uh, yeah, and uh, what happened was uh, I-, I talked to my mom like 15 minutes before that. Probably not even. Probably like five minutes. And uh, I guess I, I must have dollar when I put it, to- it back in my pocket or whatever. And uh, she heard the whole thing. Dude. Like the whole <sighs> conversation. Everything. You you were buying some pot at the time and had the phone open and your mom was listening to it. Yeah, the whole thing, and she even let, let me listen to the uh, to I guess it was a voicemail or whatever. Oh, wow. it was a voicemail, and she played yeah. it back for you. Yo, this is your mother. I can get it for thirty percent less. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff too, skunk weed. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Uh, skunk weed. Hey, Bill, how old were you? Uh, I was probably like 19 or 20. Okay. Were you still living at home? Yeah. (laughs) Not for much longer. Yeah, I was actually going down the beach. Like, I was picking it up before I went down the beach. Uh, uh, Like a family and everything. It was bad. And uh, (laughs) did you get to grab? What what were the repercussions? Um, Basically, I got all that and... Threatened to get kicked out if yeah. it happened again. I mean, dude, you provided the evidence, and it was recorded evidence. Right. I mean, you oh, yeah, you, you, ju- you provided an airtight case against you. But here's the thing, Bill, and I, and this is what I would have done if I was a parent, and I would have tried to. First, I would have asked you about Bill. Are you? Yeah. Uh, do you smoke pot? Right, yeah, yeah. Do you, no, mom, oh. I don't. You know, and had you deny it, left sure, and right, yeah. and then said, "Well, I'd like oh. you to hear something." Right. Uh, did she? <laughs> yeah. Did she play it that way? No, it was basically like she she kept calling me. I was like, Damn, what does she call me for? Like, why does she keep calling me? And then when I got down there, she told me what had happened, and I was just like, oh, man, this isn't good. Yep. Oh, I wish you hadn't have done that, Mom, because you're not leaving this room alive. <laughs> <laughs> Too many witnesses. <laughs> um, I just got I'm a, calling up the cleaner. I just got a text message from uh, Todd Glass, who, yeah. by the way, is performing at PJ Ryan's. There, oh, is there? Yeah, 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 that's in Phoenixville. But is I, he listening? Uh, no, but that's what I was thinking. Like, w- would that be a funny gag to fake like you're butt dialing somebody? You just put the phone down and then just start talking about them. Yeah, uh, yeah. We would, actually, that would be we, great. It's a great. We, we had talked about it. you had talked about it years ago about about setting someone up that way. I, b- I believe it was you. Really? Yeah. About, about faking, a faking a butt dial. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got to do that. Let's do it to Todd. Let's do it sure. to Todd or, or, oh, or would, Bolaris or something like that. Both Somebody of those guys really... would be so insecure about it. <laughs> so oh don't do God. it to me, guys. We couldn't, okay. we couldn't do it live on the air because Todd would obviously we'd be talking like we're... And you can't record, you can't broadcast someone, you can't even record them without their, yeah. How, well, no, we, we wouldn't be recording him. He'd be recording he'd us, just, if anything. He'd That's just right. be listening. He'd just yeah. be listening. Yeah, um, yeah. Which would be very interesting. Hmm. He really wasn't that funny yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and we got, like, tons and tons of complaints about him. I would love to do He's that. definitely become a liability. 
Should we have him on anymore? No, what do I do? He always bugs me about coming on. <laughs> Hang on, I, I got to go to this. Uh, we have a couple of anonymous callers. Uh-huh. Let me go to the lesser one, and then we'll go to the, <gasps> the money shot here. But let me go to line one, anonymous caller. You're on the air. Good morning. Chaka, chaka, Matt yeah. Damon to you. Yes. <laughs> Happy Matt Damon. What's up, man? Hey, uh, Matt was, Damon. Looking at my voice now, I got a voice now from my mother-in-law that said four minutes long, and I didn't know what the heck it was. So I listened to it, and I could tell it was a butt dial right off the bat because it was off in the distance. Yeah. But in the conversation, they were talking about how they were getting ready to go away for their anniversary, and they were talking about Viagra and other sexual things that oh, they were going to be doing. This is your mother-in-law talking about purchasing Viagra and and, and sex in general. Is she hot at all? Is she good looking? Well, she's a good looking lady, yes. Okay. okay. So Did you save okay. that? Can you send it to us? <laughs> she's still my mother in law, though. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it's illegal to have right. a threesome. Now, did you tell you? <laughs> <laughs> The thing was, we, uh, I had this recorded for a long time, and we were going to put it in one of those Mother's Day cards you can record. Oh, you should have. message. Dude, you, and, she would have had a heart attack. Yeah, that's what we thought. Yeah. My phone ended up breaking, and I lost the voice now, but it was probably the most disgusting conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I was not that great looking. Obviously, I'm not going to say that. Right. <laughs> well, there's a general don't ask, don't tell hey, policy. Did you, did you play it for your wife? Oh, yeah, my wife, the other kids in the family, everybody heard it, and we still talk about it. I love it. They have no clue what we're talking about. That's great. That's great. All right, thanks, man. All right, I have another anonymous caller. Let me go to this one. Hi, good morning. You're on the air. Morning, guys. Hey, what's up, man? Oh, I'm just laughing at the last guy because mine's uh, sort of similar, a little better. Yeah. Uh, A friend of mine, her son was married. He was deployed in Iraq, okay. and apparently this one night, his wife called her husband's grandmother, talked to her. Well, apparently shortly after she talked to her husband's grandmother, uh, she met with her boyfriend oh. and uh. dialed his grandmother. While? While doing her boyfriend. So she's she's got she's cheating. She's cheating. Mm-hmm. The guy's overseas. Yeah. She's having sex with her side action and his grandmother's hearing it. Oh man. She left her she dialed his grandmother and left a 3 minute long message. Oh, oh man. man. What did grandma do? Uh grandma was not too happy. They are no longer married. Yeah. And the girl denied that that's what was going well, on. There's and, the audio proof. Oh yeah, yeah. And how how, how did heard, did you hear it? How how graphic was it? Oh, I heard the message. It was definitely graphic, and uh, there is no mistake. <sighs> pretty much. Wow! Oh wow! Man. Wow! That's terrible. That's and yes. the poor dude's oh, you know, he's overseas. Seas. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, oh. man. That happens. There's no denying what's, oh, going, yeah, yeah. what's going on. Right. Now. All right. Well, anyhow. He's putting cookie dough in a brownie. I, th- <laughs> 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 I thought it was kind of interesting. I can't believe that. That is a staggering amount of calls to 911. And I wonder if it's because, I mean, do you need 911 on a speed dial? But I guess maybe there are some <clears throat> phones that might have emergency buttons of some sort where you can do sure, that. Sure, yeah. That was pretty wild, so uh, be careful.
Be careful with your phone, gang. Uh, we need to take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. Stay there. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. The is it morning yet deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba. 